The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my Ghost Squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 272. Today's date is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. We are live, as always, on YouTube. So if you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you're new to the channel, new to the show, I'm sorry. You're not getting your monies back. And honestly, we're just trying to make you any dumber. We know we're not going to make you any smarter. Our goal is to not make you any dumber. Can't guarantee it. It is what it is. If you want to call or text in, yes, you can call and text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678. It's scrolling down below. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in the hole, you're in the darkness, and you're looking for that light, Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I probably could be a decent ear to listen and maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking to get someone to get you towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, or you can just from your cell phone dial 988. We are spotlighting, as always, United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are, I need to put that up there, we are a proud member of the, there it is, Self-Defense Radio Network. So go check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at Self-Defense Radio dot net let's get this off of my ugly mug and bring in the um the hapless crew that's going to be here tonight a lot of a lot of uh fun faces out there a lot of people that look really engaged they're probably bored out of their minds but it is what it is all the way from the only state in the union that takes two people to spell a four-letter word from the great state i mean i guess it's a great state everyone says it is of ohio Chris from the 740. What's up, homie? Not much, man. Thank you. Thank you for the link. Glad to be here. Look forward to it all day. <laughs> then you must have one boring hell of a day. <laughs> yeah, this is what you're looking forward to. Hey, uh, better being at work. On. No, this is true. I'll give you that much. I'll give you that much. Uh, from uh, the wild, wild west of Arizona with True Shot Gun Club. What's up, John? What's up? My shirt you know, today says Buddy the Elf. Oh, what's your favorite caliber? So nice. Got to make sure we get some ammo questions out there tonight. We're definitely going to get some ammo questions out there. Uh, real quick, in case people haven't realized, I didn't, I wanted to bring it up last week and I never did. Um, pretty impressive patch panel you got going on back there. How long have you been working on that bad boy? I've been in this industry for 10 years. So, have you always enjoyed the patch game, I guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, lo yeah. I've loved the patch game. I've been, you know, there's some uh, 
Jake's patches from Patriot Patch. Love him. I've got the whole top panel is over here is Night Vision. Love those guys. Ghost, you're right here. Right below them is Ghost. If you can't see it. right there, there's I your patch. That. I kind of uh, see the outline. Clover is uh, like in the corner. You put baby in the corner, didn't you? Well, Clover's here, and then Gunsnob ass. He's in this back corner right there. He's up there, right? Off, he's off camera, word. right? He's, he's off, off camera. camera. Yeah. Fantastic. So, That's all I care about. No, I think there's like <laughs> 670 patches up there right now and growing. Holy so. cow. And, and shots just around the corner, so you're only going to get another about 150 then. If I go up the ceiling, I think my wife might kill me. So. We're, we're going to build this out. This whole room is going to be. So, uh, you know, here's here's what I th I think that you should make an addition to the house and just call it the patch panel. Like it, the the only addition that you're using it for is patches. I think she'd yes. really get a kick out of that. Oh yeah, no this. Well, when I took this room as my office, it became the patch panel and gun wall right. and this everything is, else. <laughs> yes, I mean, wh who else? I mean, okay. Probably Eric from IBD has a more impressive patch panel than I do. But who else do you know has such a, a massive patch panel right now? You know, that, that's impressive. Uh G's got a pretty decent one. Um, but yeah, that's that's one that's one that's that's definitely a top three patch panel um faux show. So yeah, congrats on that. That's kind of uh you know that that's how you know you made it in this industry. Well, the fact that you know exactly what the number is kind of scares me. I'm just saying. I don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of the little bitch that could from the great state of Texas, the tactical vice, I mean, uh, Leprechaun himself. Um, he's saying if I put all my patch panels together, mine would be bigger. See, Clover, here's the thing. Clover's going to one up you. He can't help himself. That's just the way he is, man. Oh, hey, Clover, what's going on? But I'm not going to put them together, so I'm out of the running. So I'll let somebody else take that honor. I'm okay with it. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you will rue the day I decide to put all mine together. It will happen. I, challenge I, accepted. I, so I, th big, I think, yeah, I think that's I'm a challenge. You should. How, how big are each of those panels that you have? Just curious. They're 24 by 18, I think. Okay. That's an eight-foot wall so it's eight feet tall but so your goal was to I, fill that entire wall up eventually i'm assuming yeah this this wall is going to be completely filled and hopefully to the ceiling by the end of shot i'll Ooh, tell you do the ceiling pan the ceiling panel oh. so so you know ava right john from colorado yeah i know Ava. dragon man her patch her patch panel is pretty it's up there i think the only person that can beat ava is and I said Eric earlier, I'm pretty sure Brandy's got a better patch panel than all of us. I'm just going to say. It. Well, I mean, how many of Brandy's came from Eric, though? Let's be honest. You know, like it might be her patch panel, but I'm sure he got most of those patches probably over the years. Maybe. I don't know. You never know. I don't know. Who knows? Brandy is a patch queen. I will say that. You've got no dupes, right, John? No, there's no dupes up there. Variations, of course, but no dupes. There's variations, but no duplicates. Wow. Well, I know that you'll be getting a new one from me because my my 2023 patches are here, so I'll be giving you one at shot. So throw that up there. You can throw that off screen, also. You know, put it by snob. So like we put us in the corner. It's all good. 
All right, let's uh, let's run through the panel, the, the the crowd real quick, and say hello, and we'll get going. Chris says first, he's in here. Also, he's first in here. I think he almost beat me in here. I think, uh, I think I got this thing kicked and running. Then you know had to go do some stuff, and I came in, and he was here. I was like, oh, he beat me to it. Buck's out there, the tactical fud. What's up, Buck? Uh, Woods is out there. Guy Nall. Hey, the guy, how you doing? This is hi all. Uh, let's see here, Gizzard gary the recently retired i mean hell he's 193 years old he, he did eventually he needed to retire but i mean this is the only guy that went to high school with lincoln and still working so i mean it, congratulations for gary finally retiring um good to see you uh enjoying retired life my man tim's out there what's going on and my buddy rob we spoke for i don't know a while today on the phone it was good to talk to rod he says what the hell is going on in here i really wish it was shelly uh, I, I like shelly a hell of a lot more but i'll take rod he's he's a cool guy uh mr everything bang 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 dude i'm not gonna lie bro that's a pretty that's a pretty tough name to back up you say you're mr everything you better be pretty confident in your skills and in every thing saying you're mr everything but that's kind of a cool name i'm liking it uh why because hella noise doesn't want us to buy them oh we're talking about the title why, why we buy our guns so we're going to talk about that but it's kind of go a little bit differently than what you think um we're going to talk about like the the reason why a lot of the gun purchases that we make like do we buy them for a specific need or because they're good deals you know overall why we're purchasing guns and i think probably everyone in this room and everyone on the chat will probably say it's evolved over the years you know at first you just wanted to buy as many guns as you could because you like guns and then you start well, i've got enough now now i need to start being picky buying them for specific reasons or they're good deals we know Clover won't buy a gun unless he's ripping somebody off, but that's that's just the way he is. But, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, Calico Jack's out there. Howdy, sir. Howdy. Jealous. Jealous. Uh, hey, jealous. Hey, I never said I wasn't jealous, but, I mean, there's no reason to have some of the guns that you have. Like, it's way too footish at your house. I mean, like, you need to, like... You need to put your gun room in a bubble so that no one gets allergic reactions to the vibe that's coming off of your gun. Room. Just saying. Okay. Okay. It is what it is. Guy says, eat crayons, be a Marine. We can probably do that. Chicago Mike. What up, homie? Um, good to see him out there. Uh, the biggest yellow belly in the West. That's funny. Pat in a bunker. I mean, I don't know how he's getting to us. If he's in a bunker, maybe he's got good internet service in a bunker. But most of the time, bunkers don't have very good reception. But maybe he's out of the bunker and hadn't changed his name. He needs to call himself. Like, he needs to say Pat out of a bunker when he's out of the bunker and then change it to Pat in a bunker when he is. He's know. got a he's got a wire, I heard, that runs from his sat phone to the dish that's actually outside that the make, bunker. See, well, I mean, yeah. here's the thing, though. Is is it actual internet service or is someone like on an exercise bike in the bunker trying to get electricity to him? I don't know. Well, I think it's I think it's he see he eats. A lot of people don't know this, right? But because he stays in the bunker, he has to raise his own food. And what he eats is guinea pigs, sure. believe it or not. He says they taste like chicken. I, I'm gonna take his uh, word for it. And they're on the wheel. On the wheel so so when they get when they get locked, when they get big enough to eat, you know what I'm saying? They get all beefed up by running on a wheel, get all muscled up and that makes it really good it. to eat. I, that, I that's what he says question. anyway. Yeah. I have a question. Is that the Great Gats Holio? Is that what we're calling that picture there? Because that is Cornholio on a Gats. It is Cornholio. 
Are you and he's threatening me, John? Are you threatening me? <laughs> yes. I am Cornholio. I need TV for my bunghole. <laughs> yes, that is Cornholio right there. Yes. I never even noticed that was his avatar, but that's pretty badass. Then we got the best avatar in the world, the tactical snowman. What's up, Smeggy? He is out there. Isn't that the greatest avatar you've ever seen in your life? Like the, and he's had that forever. And I've offered to make him like logos back in the past. And you know what? I don't want to make you a logo because that is the greatest avatar in the history of YouTube right there. The tactical snowman. Pretty cool stuff right there. Uh, let's see. Let's go down here. Uh, Michael Dunn says, uh, hello, Chris. Nice video today. How was the Thompson? So you want to address that real quick? Yeah, Sunday we got invited to go to the uh, Bullet Ranch down south of us, and uh, they had us come after they closed and let us shoot a bunch of their full autos down there. I had never shot a Thompson, so that was one of the ones I picked. And, uh, it got away from me a little bit. It uh, When I was sitting there holding it in the gun vault, I was like, it's got that metal... Mm -hmm. on the back of the stock and i'm like this thing's gonna, gonna be slippery and uh <laughs> yeah i got to about the last uh 10 rounds in the mag air and she started sliding down the shoulder a little bit didn't get a little hairy when that happens just saying yeah <laughs> chris what kind of thompson was it did it have the tommy like the Gangster front. I missed the video. Does it? Did it have the like gangster front? The foregrip. The grip. It, foregrip, it, it didn't have the foregrip. It was a 1928. Um, the problem was when I he told me when I first got there, he goes, "I don't think we can shoot it because I guess they had a machine gun party, and they burned through all their 45 ACP." Well, they ended up finding a a box that had 30 rounds in it. So that's all you need. It's like I can't let you run the drum mag because I don't have enough to fill it, but you can run the stick. So. It was cool. I you could have run the drum mag; it just wouldn't be full, right? You know. So, yeah. So, yeah, it got it got away from me a little bit in that video, but um, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Clover uh, talking about so Clover put out a video uh, in response to my worst shotgun video on YouTube ever made that came out a week or so ago. Uh, Clover put out his worst AR fifteen review video on youtube ever uh, if you didn't go check that out it's pretty pretty damn funny but uh yeah he's saying you got to weld that barrel extension piece because the 556 five, is so powerful that story. only makes sense if you've seen that video that's a true story that powerful 556 five, you know yeah. some people that we know have once once claimed that a 556 five, was armor piercing and, and that uh and that the ar-15 weighs as much as like 10 boxes Yes, this is true. This is true. And he also used a trout for a, a, a muzzle break. So, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, that's true. Take that for what it's worth. Ah, that was a 308, yeah. though. That was, a, that was an AR-10, wasn't it? It was an AR-10, yes. Yeah. Uh, he also hip-fired an AK from about 10 feet and didn't hit shit. So, that's scary. Um, people that have been around that channel long enough know who we're talking about. I don't want to bring his name up because I don't want to embarrass a guy, but yeah. it is what it is. Uh, Michael Dunn says, I started a YouTube patch wall too uh, with all my subs. Got 36, got 36 to 101 already. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, let me go down here, make sure I'm not missing anybody. Snob's out there. What's up, Snob? 
Uh, Sam of Anarchy's out there. What's going on? Merry Christmas, Sam. Uh, I think that might be. Snob just says, I'm just glad Clover woke up this time for the show. Poor G Webs. Yeah, G Webs was like, he didn't know what to do this morning. Uh, usually on Tuesdays at nine o'clock in the morning, Central Time, which is the only time zone, the real time zone, um, they have a little shot show academy type thing. They had thought different shot show for like, especially for first timers and all that. Rolls around, it's 9 15, and we're all waiting. Clover's not there. 9 30. I'm calling Clover. I'm texting Clover, making sure everything's okay. Because, you know, Clover is kind of like Pincus. He's kind of a camera whore. And he doesn't miss many opportunities to be on camera with someone. And the fact that he was half an hour late for G, and it turns 10 o'clock and 10 15. And, uh, yeah, you know, he overslept a little bit. And that's okay. We'll give you some time to, uh, to talk about that. I'm sure you want to over overslept. Overslept means that you had some intent of getting intention of getting up. Yeah. You had no intention of getting up. Correct. What you're saying. Correct. Okay. Well, that's fair. I just wish you would have notified G webs because G was like going, he was like having a conniption. Well, and I'm sure you wished he would have notified you when he left you at the range, like three times in one day, three times in one day. Yeah. John, did you ever hear that story? I bet I will hear it now. I've never heard this. I love telling this story because I love throwing G under the bus. So this is shot show. Dang, is it 2020, 2019, 2020? One of those. I think it was 2020. And we're at range day, and I'm getting ready to go over to the ATAC range day. Like We're going to go over there about 11 or so, do that for a couple hours, and then head over to the SIG range day. And so... There's about four or five of us going, and I don't have a car, so I asked you, hey, can I ride with you to ATAC? And he's like, absolutely not a problem. So, all right, we'll meet you. We'll meet at the entrance of range day, like 11 o'clock. He's like, sounds good. So about 1045, I'm up on top of the hill at range day trying to find a signal at all to like let them know that I'm on my way. You know where, you know, you can't find a signal unless you just get lucky at, at, at range day. I finally get a signal up there by the, the long range guys. I said, hey, G. It's about 1045. I said, hey, I'm getting ready to start heading down to the front. Where do you want to meet? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm getting ready to head down because we're going to head to uh, ITAC. And he's like, um, I already left, bro. I left like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, dude, you were my ride. And he was like, oh, I, I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Like, well, can you come back? He's like, no, I'm, I'm like already on the highway. I'm like, okay. So I called Jeff over at your report. I said, Hey, have y'all left for the, the range? He's like, no, we're sitting here. He's like, okay, can I ride with you guys? And he's like, I've got five guys already in a four seat car, but yeah, you can ride on someone's lap if you want. Hey dude, that's fine. I don't care. So we jumped in. I'm riding on bitch on someone's lap, um, all the way out to that range out there. I think it was at Nellis is where it was. And we get out there. We're there for about an hour. I see G and said, gee, what the hell you left me? He's like, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't, I didn't remember. It's like, okay. And so I said, all right, we'll be here for about an hour, hour and a half. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be hanging around. I was like, okay. So about an hour later, I, I called G and said, hey, you ready to head over to SIG? And he's like, I already left. I'm like, dude, that's like, what? <laughs> come on, man. Like, just send me a text before you leave and say, hey, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm already gone. So once again, now I'm riding bitch again with gear report guys over to SIG range day. We get over to SIG. And before we get up to SIG, like about maybe a mile or so before you pull in 
to the range. There's like a, dude, I don't know if you ever remembered, but it's like a, an old, I don't know, abandoned warehouse on the right-hand side, just in the middle of nowhere. Have you ever seen that, the, the warehouse out there? Is just that over, over at ProGun? No, this is up, 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 up north where the SIG range day is, or at worst it was. But there's a warehouse, but about a mile before you pull in, there's a warehouse on the right. And it's just an abandoned warehouse. And it's got like the, the parking area, but it's all gravel now because it's all just grown over and all that. So uh, as we're driving by, all of a sudden I hear, holy shit, there's G. And G's in his van just doing donuts in the driveway. He left me to do donuts. And we're like, finally, we're like, hey, gee, saying this is not a real story at all. Oh, this is 100%. Uh, he said, Sims of the Clark County range. There it was. But he's doing donuts. We're asking, where? why the hell are you doing donuts? He says, well, I had my dash cam. I wanted to get some really cool dash cam footage. And he's just out there in the middle of nowhere, donutting it up. He says, I was filming, waiting for him. Yeah, you didn't wait on me to take me out there, bro. So the, the whole funny story is G left me three separate times and then he left SIG. So I had to ride back with, with Jeff and them back to their condo. G abandoned me three times in one day, three times, three times in one day. And he says, I didn't totally forget. I told you Mello was freaking out. So <laughs> there's always a different story. But no, it was it, that's what makes those days fun. Those it's all about the stories, man. No, like I don't remember all the guns that I shoot. It was just it's the stories and the stories of being left at the range three times in one day is is, is a good one. It's one of my favorite stories to tell now. I'm, I mean, I feel yeah. like you've tried to abandon Clover somewhere three times in one day. It just doesn't work. Dude, I, I do, but like, like I even give him like today. I gave him the wrong. I gave him a link to a show like a month ago. The dude still knows how to show up and figure out how to get in here on the right one. I sent him the wrong links and he still shows up. It's what it is, but no, it's uh, I, I try to ditch Clover as much as I can. Oh, John, right, we're currently having technical difficulties. Ah, so I see, I see. Oh, my, so here's the problem: is I don't know. It was a few <laughs> months ago. I, I don't know what it was. Something happened, and I had. Oh no, I had to jump off. I had, I had a call uh, that I had to take right in the middle of the show. That was one of those things and all that. Um, so I gave Clover the power to my live stream where he could like bring people in and out. I have yet to take the power away from him. And he, he, he enjoys abusing that power. Sometimes he does. Yes, um, yes, he does. Now G says the only one that mellow can uh, deal is a pro gun. Where, yeah, that's true because you do park like a mile down the road from the actual range. So I, I figure she probably could handle range day. If you park, well, he likes to park up front though. So, yeah, he's probably pretty close to where she can still hear the firing line. But, yeah, Pro Gun, you park down there by the, uh, the old factory down there. So, it's 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 a good hike up to the up to the range. So, I get it. Hey, uh, Chris, right. have, you, have you ever heard yep. the story about the factory at Pro Gun? No. I th no. It was a PMC it's, factory. Yeah, yeah, and it is now. like They turned it into like a, a, a shoot house or something, didn't they? Yeah, it was the old PMC yeah. USA factory. Yeah, that was like the, their original factory, right? Yeah, before they I moved. I can't remember all which brand it was. I can't remember which brand it was, but yeah, I remember hearing a story a couple of years ago at one of the interior shoots, and they were talking about it was a factory and they turned it into a shoot house. But yeah, I didn't know what brand it was. Uh, Sam says, Holy patchwall, Batman. <laughs> 
Yeah, we just talked about that. What's up, Gabriel? Uh, before we get going, Clove, we haven't gone through a shotgun of the week. Uh, what's the shotgun of the week this time? Let's go to Browning's side lock. Side-by-side uh, Browning shotgun. How can you go wrong with that? Because it's a shotgun. That's how you can go wrong with it. Your opinion, in my opinion, my opinion, which doesn't mean much. My opinion doesn't mean much at all. But uh, yeah, so a Browning, what is it called? Browning side lock. Side lock. There you go. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, you guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday over in our YouTube community tab, we go through our ghost tactical polls, and we have a little fun with them. So uh, let's go. In the first one. Uh, 1.8 thousand votes. Would you rather have Christmas A in the snow, B at a beach, or Bah Humbug? Chris, snow, beach, or Bah Humbug? At the beach. At the beach. Says the guy who lives in Ohio. You probably want to get away from cold, don't you? Yeah, we uh we've spent Christmas in Florida a few times. Yeah, yeah. See, I grew up in Dallas, and we spent Christmas in Colorado or Utah a lot skiing. So I guess now John's probably going to say the snow because being in Arizona. Well, you were, you also lived in Ohio, so you've had a little bit of both. Do you prefer snow beach or just bah humbug it? Uh, I would have to say the beach, but I am flying back to Cleveland Friday, and it's supposed to be negative 30, so I guess I will have mm. a white Christmas. Yeah, I was telling Chris, I saw something because it's supposed to get down like Thursday. The high here is like 43, but that's at six o'clock in the morning and it dramatically drops. It gets down to negative one here in Arkansas. Negative one's pretty cold, but I saw somewhere that Wyoming's expecting to have negative 70 degrees. I was like, oh, my God. Like, at what point does it stop being like, is it zero? Or what is that point where it doesn't matter whether it's zero or minus 70? That's all the same at that point. Is it zero or what? So I just checked the weather. So what we were talking about in the back chat about that drop, we're supposed to go on Thursday from 40 degrees to two degrees. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a weird, like, 40-something degree drop. That's just nuts. Uh, imagine leaving Phoenix where it's 65, 70 and flying to Ohio where it's going to be two and then wind chill of 30, negative 30. So it's, it's what you're saying is you're you're not bringing the Crocs and the t-shirts. You're, you're actually going to bring some clothes, right? I made a deal with myself when I moved to Arizona, no matter how cold it is, I'm wearing shorts and, there's been one time this year I put on actual pants when it was snowing up at gunsight. Well, here's a good thing. When it gets to minus 30, are you really leaving the house anyways? Let's be honest. You're probably not leaving the house anyways. I don't want to leave the house, but the mother-in-law wants me to leave the house. Got to keep mom-in-law happy. You got to keep her happy. <laughs> now, no, Pat says it's minus 55 with the wind chill here. Uh, 74 inside the bunker. So, <laughs> um, Clover beach snow or bah humbug. Um, so as long as the snow doesn't come with ice, you can keep the ice, right? Snow. I, I, I love snow. I yeah, do snow. not like ice. Yeah. No, no, ice no, no, wins no. all the time. I don't care what you have. Ice is going to win that battle. 
all day every you know, day. I'm not. I'm not going ice. You know, as long as there's no ice involved, I'll take the snow. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roe Cole says we don't have to be sent to Siberia now. <laughs> That's true. Right. We're gonna have our own Siberia. House of rest. Um. Yeah. Right. One point eight thousand votes. Sixty nine. Great round number. Says snow. And sixteen percent ties for at the beach and bah humbug so there's that one uh the next one has whoa hello where to go there it goes 1.3 thousand votes what kind of christmas tree do you have a real tree a fake tree or an ugly slash no tree when i say ugly is like the old broken down charlie brown looking like no no leaves on it just branches and you hang the I actually bought one of those a long time ago because um, I forgot to get a Christmas tree before my wife and daughter came up. I had moved here before my wife and daughter, and I totally forgotten to get a Christmas tree until about two days prior to Christmas. It's like, oh, snap. Went to the place, and they had, like, these pieces that are just, like, the leftover, like, that fell off. I was like, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> but hung the ornaments on the branches. No, nothing on the trees at all, but... Uh, uh, clover, real tree, fake tree, or ugly slash no tree? <laughs> Man, you know, so now no tree. Um, you sure. know, back, yeah. you know, having family, kids, and all of that, a fake tree for sure. I mean, dealing with a real tree sucks, and I've seen my share of house fires because of real trees. So, don't yeah. have that problem nearly yeah. as bad with a you know, well you let me let's let me back up you don't have that problem nearly bad with a real tree if you know how to take care of that real tree but most people don't they bring it in put it up and they don't understand the process well and they, they also think that you know you can put a little little bit of water in there and think that they never had to really put more water in it and yeah, it'll dry out quick. You got to watch the lights. Quickly. Of course, nowadays with nowadays with LED lights, like the vast majority of lights are LED, and they they don't yeah. burn nearly as hot. And so yeah, but those old those old probably, lights, man, yeah. you were just waiting between the tinsel and the dried up. Yeah, you're waiting oh, for yeah. a fire to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Chris, real tree, fake tree, no tree. We have a fake tree. Now here's a question. Do you keep it decorated all year long and put it in the basement or the attic and then just bring it out and not have to put the ornaments on it? Or do you, you have to take all the ornaments off every year? I don't do any of it, but the wife does. But yeah, she puts it up right after Thanksgiving and then it'll come down normally on New Year's Day. Okay, so you take the ornaments and everything off of it. Yep. See, if I had a fake tree, I think I'd leave all the decorations on it and just put it like in the attic or something. So where all I got to do is pull it down and it's all you got to do is plug it in. That's how I would do it if I had a fake tree. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Now, We're Buck says I have a fake tree. I, Buck says I have a fake tree, but I think it needs water. The needles keep falling off. That says that, that's a different issue. That's called a, a, a very cheap fake tree. You could go with a a Christmas bonsai tree, and then you wouldn't have to mess with it. Just keep it up year round. round. Yeah, put it up year round. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to – I can't confirm nor deny the fact that growing up, there's a chance that a tree might have been up year round. Just saying. I don't know. For a year or two, just stayed there. Why? I don't know, but it did. Uh, John, fake tree, real tree, no tree. Uh, I got to go fake tree. The real trees make me sneeze. So, 
are you like are you allergic or is it oh, just yeah. they make you sneeze okay so you yeah, actually have an allergy to them yeah i've got allergy to the real trees but you know you're talking about putting it away we put ours away but my uh, grandmother-in-law keeps her in the, in the basement and throws a sheet over it to and then Perfect. pulls the sheet off every year hey it's just it's just called being efficient some people say it's lazy i think it's just being efficient so that's what i'm gonna go with that's what i want to go with uh, i saw something up here that i wanted to mention before i move on to the last one i can't remember who it was but someone asked how i liked the gerson 1911 and i can't remember who it was where it was i can't find it anymore so i'm sorry uh, i'm loving that mike. thing so far chicago mike okay um, yeah, that, that little nine millimeter, uh, 1911 is pretty, pretty badass. Uh, really, really digging. I've only put a box of ammo through it so far, so I only got 50 rounds in it, but so far, yeah, man, it's really nice. Now it's only been, I've only, only been waiting for it for two years. So, you know, I was a little, I was a little worried that my, you know, expectations and might be too high waiting two years for this thing to come out, but, um, no, it, it lived up to it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, might be having something from Gerson come in pretty soon. Um, that there might be a collab with Clover on uh, eventually. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that when it actually happens. Um, but yeah, guys, and this is, I'm not on the payroll of Gerson. They are good friends of mine. Um, but that has nothing to do. I'm telling you guys, if you are looking for, Gerson is putting out some phenomenal stuff right now. So uh, they've got the high point clones that are out. The 1911s are great. The regard, which is basically a 92, but like better than a 92. And then the, um, uh, like I said, the, the high powers came out, but yeah, the, the 1911s are great. And like mine's a little subcompact uh, nine millimeter one, but it's got an optic on it, which I'm not, I'm not an optic guy on, on pistols. I don't like them. I'm going to use it for a while. Can I get used to it and see how I like it? And, and, and I guess it, it's not bad. It's just, for me, it's just weird. Like, I'm not used to looking through a dot on a pistol. Um, but, yeah, um, some people, I'm, a lot of people say, huh? I'm really glad you corrected yourself. You said high point first, and John Browning rolled in his gray for a little bit. Did I say high point? High power. Yeah. <laughs> power. My bad. Freudian slip? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I know the high power clones are the P35. Great. Um, yeah. I don't, do you guys use dots on your pistols? Now, Chris, you probably use one on your race gun, don't you? I pretty much use dots on everything now. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I love dots, but I, I don't love them on pistols. I never have really liked them, but um, I'm going to give it a chance. A lot of people say like, once you get used to them, you'll never go back to, to irons. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. John Clover, Dots on pistols, yay, nay, indifferent. I didn't like it at first, and now I'm starting to enjoy it. Uh, through testing things, people are sending things with dots on them anyway, so you, you yep. start testing. Now I'm starting to really enjoy them. I wasn't a big fan at first, but now it's kind of like it's there. It's a thing. Yep. You know, I will say this. Um, you know, if you've never shot a pistol with a dot on there, you know, you're accustomed to how you present your gun. Uh, and if you're not used to having a dot, the first time you, you're going to have to like search for that dot a little bit. But I guess that's not a bad thing. If you can eventually get good mechanics where that dot pops every time, you're being consistent with your presentation. You know, I guess that could be a, a good training factor. It's just for me, it's just weird having a dot on a pistol. But 
And like I said, this came with a dot, so I'm going to use it for a while, test it out. And, you know, who, who knows? I might like it, but I, I don't know. Uh, Clove, what about you? Dots on pistols, yay, nay, indifferent. I don't care for them. I mean, not at this point. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. if, I'm, if my mind gets changed later on, it gets changed. But, you know, That's right. I, I tend to lean more to the not than having one. Yeah. Now, as we get older, maybe that, <laughs> that changes. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, they have, was, they have huh, specific, I, I have specific ones that I do run a dot on, but it's more of a, yeah competition thing or you know hunting or it's right some of that type of thing yeah no i hear you sam says if it gets too icy where you guys are you have them just put down salt oh yeah we've got like the salt and the is it the kitty litter you can put down a mixture of kitty litter and salt it usually works pretty good because when my dad had a stroke a few years back um brought him to the house and we built a ramp and it's it's a nice wood ramp, but that thing gets slick, so we'll we'll put salt on that for sure. If it gets icy to the point where we have to worry about ice or, or you know salting our driveway, we live on a big mountain and a big hill, and our driveway is like that, and then we have to go up and down other hills. We're not getting out of the house, um, so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's the same um, way here. Like you know, it wouldn't do me any good to salt my my driveway. First of all, I, I I'd hate to even see how much salt it would take. And I'm not real sure what salt does on dirt either, but probably not too well. But even if I was to do that and get out my driveway, like no other road between here and anywhere else is going to have salt on it. So it's like, where are you going? Even if you can't get out of your drive. So having a four wheel drive, that's about the only way you're getting around here. It's, it's pretty funny because we live up here in the top of the mountain and most of the towns down in the valley below, and it's probably two or three degrees cooler where I live versus downtown. So it might be like, you know, not doing much, but where we live in our in our community up here, like we might have like a foot of snow where they have, might have an inch of snow down there. Well, it takes like three or four days. Like by the time they're everyone else in town's like back on the roads and all that on the highways, like in our community, it's still got a foot of snow. So like we're stuck in our house for like at least two or three more days on average than everyone else out in town so it's it's once we know the weather's coming we hunker down and and we actually enjoy it but yeah uh our last poll oh i'm sorry uh 60 percent 1.3 thousand votes 60 percent say fake tree 21 percent say ugly or no tree only 19 percent say a real tree um we did real tree for a long time here at our house we had gone to a fake tree for a little while that ended up going back to real trees for a while. Now my daughter's 26, whatever. Um, we don't do trees anymore. So that's what it is anyways. Um, all right. So we'll get rid of those. And then our last poll. Um, I'm a little disheartened with this, you know, most of my polls, we get well over a thousand votes. I put a poll out there about what people want to see with my channel in 2023. And it's only got 732 votes. That's a little disheartening. I don't think people care about my channel. I think they just like voting in the polls, but they don't vote on a poll that I'm actually asking for their opinion. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I said, what, what type of content would you like to see more of uh, in 2023? Gun reviews, gear and accessory reviews, fun videos, podcasts, or other I'm not going to ask you guys because y'all don't give a shit and don't watch my channel anyways, but 64% of the viewers say gun reviews, 
19% say gear and accessory reviews. 11% say fun videos like parodies and stuff like that. We have a good time with doing those. 4% say podcasts and 2% say other. We did get a lot of write-in votes. And I used to do what we call the drill of the month. And I did that for about a year or two. Back like 2017 all the way to about middle of summer of 2019. Did a drill every month and had a little competition. And the whole idea was to get people one to the range. We give them a drill. I mean, dot torture or build drill or, you know, Mozambique, whatever the drill that month was. We printed out a target on an eight and a half by 11. They could they could print out for free and then go do the drill and all that. It did two things. One, get people to the range and shoot. But two, we were also saying, look, videotape. You're doing the drill, post it on YouTube and tag us, whatever, trying to get more people to, to turn their cameras on. Um, ran its course after about two years, couldn't just, just really couldn't do it a lot anymore. And then now everybody wants it back. So probably starting in 2023, we might bring back a little different twist, a little different flavor to the drill a month. Uh, might be looking maybe like the little sponsor or something like that for drill of the month where they give whatever, something to the winner out every month, whatever it is. But we're probably going to be bringing back Drill of the Month in 2023. Uh, I kind of do miss in it, but, uh, you know, we always have fun doing drills. More importantly, I've got a really good catalog of targets that you can just print out, and they're there. People to go to the range and print out a target and ready to go. But uh, that's what we're going to do with that. Um, all right, so enough of this crazy shit. People are like, what the hell are we talking about? We're not talking about anything yet. Uh, the topic for tonight is why do we buy the guns that we buy? And, and I know this may sound like a weird question, but, you know, like I said earlier, I think everyone has their reasons why they buy guns now, whether they're new to buying guns, they just want to buy whatever they can or, whatever, you know, they want ARs or they want shotguns or whatever. Maybe they're buying them for home defense or maybe they're buying for competition. Maybe you're buying them for CCW. Um, and then maybe you evolve over the time of maybe going into collecting or whatever. Uh, so I'm going to start with Chris. And, and, oh, by the way, throw out any questions you guys have. We do have John down here from True Shot Gun Club, uh, one of the best and biggest ammo suppliers in the country. So if you have any questions on ammo, whether just what calibers or what they have in stock, anything and everything that you have questions on ammo, Utilize John. He's here, and he's probably going to be willing to uh, answer any and all of those. So throw those questions out there as well. But I'm going to start with Chris and say, I'm going to start out with this. We're not going to go to where now. Starting out, like when you first started buying guns, did you have a method to your madness, or were you just buying whatever you could afford? A uh, little bit of both. Like, you know, I wanted to have started, you know, a shotgun. And then I wanted to get an AR. Home defense or or what? Huh? Was the shotgun, was there a purpose like for home defense or was there a purpose for the shotgun that you wanted? I would say with the shotgun, I mean, being where I grew up out on a game reserve like that, I bought it more for hunting. Okay. There Um, you go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, I wanted an AR and then I decided I wanted to get concealed carry so i was like well i gotta have a handgun to do that so i bought my first handgun and yeah practiced with it for a while your first handgun was do i remember mine your first handgun yeah what was your first handgun you yeah, bought it was a walther pk 380 was my first oh, snap nice yeah. nice you still have it yep i still got it 
never gets Fantastic. shot. Just sits in the no, same. No, I hear place. you. I hear you. No, I get it. I would say the the vast majority of us, if we still have our first handguns, uh, they probably don't get shot very much anymore over the years. We you know have a lot more toys that we enjoy shooting more, but yeah. Um, so you first started out with going shotgun, AR, handgun for different reasons. Obviously, the shotgun for hunting, the AR, AR did it have a purpose, or you just wanted an AR? Yeah, I just wanted an AR then. Yeah, and then the handgun, your first handgun you bought was more for concealed carry. So you kind of had a mission as to what your first few firearms were going to be used for. Except for the AR, you just wanted an AR. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, John, do you remember your first few handguns? Was there a method to the madness, or you just like, oh, that looks cool. I think I'll buy it. So the first gun I bought was I was a broke college kid. We were going to the range. I was like, I'm buying my first gun. 20 years old. This is back in 2011. I bought God, a you're Mosin. Such a, you're such a young pup. I'm My such God. a young pup. Uh, I bought a Mosin for $89 back in what? the day. Right. And, and ammo. Wow. I think I out the door was like 120 bucks with ammo. Do you still have it? I still have my Mosin. Uh, I bought it. Chris Chris will be familiar with this place. I bought it from Finfeather Fur in Ashland. Um, wow. Went down there, picked it out. Um, and then as I... So the whole reason why I bought a gun in the first place, somebody smashed their head through our front door in the middle of the night in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, drunk, cut open the window screens and stuff. So, um, so I was they looking at a shotgun. through the window with their head? No, they went... They cut the window screens, tried to open the window couldn't open the window came up the steps to the front door oh, fell gosh. back and this is when chris knows the house type back in akron it's like a 30s style house one of those cookie cutter houses in akron yeah, sure. guy walked up the front steps fell backwards and fell forward and put his head right through the front pane window of the glass of uh, the door but you felt that the next day yeah well i got the phone call i was at home at the time i got the phone call from my cousin and she's like there's blood all over the door and the glass is missing and i'm like it's six o'clock in the morning. What's going on? Um, right. So I bought the, I was going to buy a Maverick 88 from Mossberg. Great shotgun. But then I bought Absolutely. a Mosin because it was 89 bucks and I wanted to go. Well, so this is 2011. Yeah. What was the Maverick running? About 150? Uh, 200 at Dick's back when oh, Dick's wow. actually. Okay. So, okay. Um, so I bought the Mosin and then I bought my first handgun. Two months after I turned 21, I bought a Glock 17, and I will remember the day because I will remember the day only because I was at the store while Sandy Hook was happening. Really? How weird and the was news, that? It was super weird because everybody was talking about it, and you're and now they're all like, looking at you like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out what you want to buy, and I've been talking because I wanted a Beretta 92, and then I went with the Glock 17. Um, yeah. And it was weird because now, now that I think about it, like I remember every time that comes up, I'm like, "Oh, I bought my first handgun." That's not the first thing you want to think about. But um, so I went there, and the the madness continued from there. Uh, so I bought, you know, Shit, my, that was literally a year ago or ten years ago, like a few couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So Christ. like I I bought a Glock. Glock 17 put yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds to that thing. And then I bought a, uh, I bought a, then the, the ammo get in happened. The first ammo get in. Yeah. Um, and the only thing you could find on the shelf and 
my that was my what, like twenty seventeen maybe. No, that was like the twenty thirteen ammo gun. Oh, twenty thirteen one. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so the only thing you could find on the shelf at the time was forty. It was like twelve bucks a oh, box. Twenty thirteen. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It didn't seem like it's been that long ago. It, yeah, it doesn't. But uh, forty was the only thing you could find on the shelf. So I bought an SD forty VE. Absolutely hated the gun. Got Which rid one? of it. The SD VE. The SD forty VE. Yeah, the whole series was eh, mm. iffy. So I uh, I sold that to a buddy and bought a sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, he was looking at one anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'll buy it. Um, so then I bought a uh, SIG SP2022 back when they were like 300 bucks with night sights. Wow. It came night sights, holster, and one mag for 300, for $350 wow. or something like that. It was dirt cheap. And I got wow. a uh, – so I got that in 40 because 40 was still cheap. And then I uh, educated myself Dude, a little bit. All the 40 choices. I mean, yeah, I know. So I educated myself. And then from there, you know, it was like I bought, uh, I got gifted a Makarov, and that's between the Mosin and the Makarov. Then I started wanting nice. to collect Milserp stuff. So, you know, I got Tokarev, Makarov, Nagat Revolver, SKS, AK. So I did that. Um, you have a grand? I, that's the one I don't. So I have a P14. I have a Arasaka. I have okay. a, a, a bring back Arasaka from just like it's a late war, but it's early late war. So it's like right yeah. when the changes started happening. I've got a Mauser. I've got everything but a grand. And that's on my list of things. So I started collecting Milserp stuff because I would live, I lived not too far from AIM Surplus. So I was buying Milserp stuff from them. And, uh, it kind of got out of control from there. So, I, <laughs> you know, well, and the, it started with the P14. And, and well, then the you got into the gun industry and then all hell broke loose. Well, well <laughs> that's when 2013 is when I first got into the industry. And then yeah. I got, and then after that, it was like I worked at a, a shop not too far from where Chris is called Aim High. I was working there for a couple of years and, uh, I was buying stuff left and right because, and when I was a manager at Gander, when we talked last week, buying stuff left and right, because you, you know, industry discount and pricing and things come in used that people don't want. And it's just okay, crazy. Yeah, you know? I'll take that. Like That's now, cool. none of my stuff had, like, there are very few things that have a rhyme or reason why I buy it. Like I bought a P365 because that had a reason for me to buy everything else. Like I didn't need a, Polish P64. Did I buy one? Yes, because I like Milserp stuff. I like cool things. It's a piece of history. Like that thing's got a story. Some guy had it, and now I have it. It's probably killed a couple of people. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's weird moanings that, coming that's from my cool thing about the Milserp stuff, man. I know that I know that uh, Clover's a big Enfield fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of those old things, the stories behind these, and uh, we were, matter of fact, Clover and I were on the phone, I don't know, it was a week or two ago. I don't even know how we got on Milsert because God forbid I brought it up because I wouldn't bring Milsert shit up. That's too FUD for me. Uh, but we got on to something, and I don't know if it was like the, was it the 303 British that we traced all the way back to like the 
260 something back i mean what was that clover that we which caliber are we talking about we trace all the uh, way back we to were the talking origins. about the whole six five thing and if you trace oh, that's that, the six that's five right. that's right it's six five we, we brought all the way back down yeah that's right that's right it was a six one. yeah 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 it was crazy. Like we were just like, okay, here's the parent cartridge. Here's a parent cartridge to that. Here's a parent, and it's like 150 years ago, whatever. The the six five parent cartridge. And it was like, holy cow! It's it's crazy to kind of trace origins of today's popular calibers and find out all the way down the line where it a, started from. Yeah, had a thirty aught one never been made. Thirty aught one. Potentially, yeah, was, we don't have six five Creed. Like, how crazy is that to think, right? Yeah, that's nuts, isn't it? It's kind of cool. Now, Clover, I'm not going to ask you about why you buy guns because you came out of the womb carrying a buck mark or a shotgun. So um, I know now you're more opportunistic. You look for deals, oh, not necessarily. You're still looking for some Marlins to complete some series and sets and all of that, but mostly you're looking for deals at this point. Yeah, that's true. I've got a few. Um you know, there's a few here and there. I mean, that's one thing about having what I have is I've got quote unquote collections, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, there's certain ones, but I'm not really actively looking for those. Right. It's like, if I come across them and yeah. you know, it's a deal or something. So even then, even with the, even with the ones I have certain groups that, you know, I consider collections. Yeah. I mean, it's still opportunistic in a way. I mean, I'm not going out. I could go out and find every single one of those, right. If I wanted to just spend whatever mm -hmm. kind of money I wanted to spend or had to spend, but yeah. you know, that's not the, that's not the point. So yeah, I, I, you know, I haven't ever gotten really crazy about the latest, greatest thing that's, that's come out. Um, like, you know, I've got to have it. I just never, but I, I, I can't think of anything I've been that way about. I don't think I've ever been anything, right. Whether that's, cars or video games or you know whatever it might be i just don't think i've ever had to have the latest greatest so i don't know maybe that plays into i mean it. let's be honest he just went and bought himself a nintendo so i mean like he's a little behind the curve on video games like i asked him say hey, man why don't you go get yourself off the new playstation because oh no, no no i just bought my new nintendo like right, new yeah. nintendo you know oh, like, that nintendo years ago? that nintendo i got at wanamaker is awesome though we're my wife and i've been playing that and uh, it's fun so yeah. is that a step up from Atari or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, there is no such thing as a step up from Atari. I'm just saying the 6400 is the ruler of all game systems. 6400 yeah. or the Jaguar, or you're talking the 2400 is the OG. Yeah. Do you remember what was it Coleco Vision? Remember Coleco? Yeah. Do you guys remember Coleco back in the day? That was like supposed to take the place of Atari. I don't think it ever worked out for him. Uh, real quick before we move on, Georgia Rebel. I'm looking for something in 40 and 45. Any ideas? My God, man. Um, go 45. I'll say that. Um, you know, unless you right. can find a really cheap, but go 45. I don't know what you have, Rebel, but I mean, let's just be honest. If you're talking 45 ACP, like, and you're looking to get something, if you don't already have one, go get yourself a 1911. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, so I want to ask you guys this because I've I I I've know how I've shot them, but I've never owned one. But a lot of people talk about a great little entry level 1911 is that Rock Island. Have you guys have much experience with the Rock Island? Because I hear nothing but really good things for an entry level 1911. Once upon so I, a time, I would have agreed with you. I would have agreed with that, and I and mm -hmm. less and less over time. So like ten years ago, you yeah. know, or so, I would have said. 
yeah, I mean, Rock Island, oh, it's, it's pretty solid, you know, pretty, you know, whatever. But I, I you know, for a three or four hundred dollar nineteen eleven, it's probably pretty solid, you but know. But like nowadays, it's like ah, just oh, yeah. Rock Island in general. You know what I mean? Is like no, I get it. It's like it's lacking or something compared to what they used to be. An old gunsmith buddy of mine said, "Rock Islands are a great starter platform for the nineteen eleven, but the frames." do not hold up as long yeah so you can shoot a ton of them but the one i really like so i i had a rock island 1911 cs it's like their commander concealed carry version for a while i really did like mm -hmm. that i sold that but we did a review of the in name by committee uh rock island 45 tact a1 dash whatever uh it's the their double stack uh, 45, it's a 13 plus one, 1911. I loved that gun. That gun just shot, especially in 45, just it shot flat. It had a little bit more meat on the grip. If you, you got a little bit yeah. bigger hands, it's easier to wrap around. Um, that one I, I really do like from Rock Island, but everything coming out of Turkey, I mean, yeah, they're Gersons. You can't go wrong. You just can't go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the Gersons, I'm, I'm partial to. They're, they're great. Now he says there is a Rock Island for three fifty and a Taurus for four fifty. Um, I don't have any experience with the Taurus nineteen elevens. Is a collective group in the panel um, a, a Rock Island for three fifty or a Taurus for four fifty? What would you guys go with? Is it which? Is it a nineteen eleven Taurus or is it another? Because there was a Taurus. So I had a Taurus forty five. He, he, he just says I'm assuming it's a nineteen eleven. Yeah. But you know. I'm assuming too. Taurus makes a really decent 1911 but taurus did back in the day it was called the 845 it was a 12 plus one capacity polymer frame hammer double single action i had one i loved it i had mm. to sell it to get some cash and you can't find them if you can yeah. find them they're it's basically how do I, it's the poor man's fn what the 45 tack is what it is okay. it's double single action with the safety cocker safety it's pretty okay. dope if you can find one. Yep. Uh, There's going to be a little more attention given uh, to the finishing process and all on the Taurus. So that, that $100 you're spending is, is more hands-on time. Think you, think it, you think it's worth it, that extra $100, you think? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got the TAC Ultra double stack 9mm 1911 from Rock Island. I love it. It's a great gun. But their bottom okay. of the line, three hundred fifty dollars, nineteen eleven. No, I'd go with the Taurus over it for sure. Okay. Yeah, well, he's the... probably talking about the GI model if it's three fifty. And I had one of those, and that's actually the only handgun I ever got rid of that I bought. I didn't. Oh, I didn't okay. But I do have okay. the Tac Ultra that Snob's got, and that's, that's one it. of my favorite guns. But... That says a lot. Yeah. That's the only handgun you ever got rid of. <laughs> like that said right. it right there. Now, I, I will say this, Georgia. Um, I know that you said 40 or 45. I'm all for the 45. What I would do is start looking at some 10-millimeter stuff instead of 40. If you can go into a 10-millimeter, um, I think you'll enjoy a 10-millimeter a hell of a lot more you were a 40. Uh, I've always said that the only good thing about a 40 is it can be converted to 357 SIG. That's the only good thing about 40. Um, but, no, a 10-millimeter... Or a forty-five, I think you can go wrong with, but uh, yeah, forty-five. You can probably find a forty-five is a lot cheaper 
um, and get some decent quality for the value. 10 millimeters, especially today, are typically going to run a little bit more. It depends on what your budget is, but there's a lot of great stuff out there. I, I, this is just me. I, I'm a 40 hater, so don't take this for anything except for I don't like 40. I would I would look at 10 millimeter instead of 40, but get yourself a 10 millimeter and 45. Either one of those would be fine. Uh, I would sort stay of, with. That's just my opinion, though. Sort of in the price range he's talking about. We're talking about 45, and you're going to have to go yep. used, right? You're going to have to go used market. But especially sure. if it's like, okay, you don't want the single action of the 1911, you pr would prefer a double action and something yeah. that's that's solid as a freaking tank. I mean, they're not the prettiest thing, but they certainly handle 45 really well. They're great shooters. Um, is the P90 from Ruger. I knew that's what you were oh, yeah. saying when sure. you were yeah. saying built like a tank. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you could probably find you could probably find one of those used. They they've been going up um over the last few years like everything has of course but you know you could probably get one for around the cost of that rock island 1911 you can also get a uh there's a lot of departments dumping their mp45s right now and i've seen ah, them on the market a for a good that's a good that's, that's a, a good nice point. gun yeah uh if it if it is the taurus 1911 the, the question now is what do you want? That is more feature packed than the Rock Island. It's got front and rear cocking serrations. It's got a full length guide rod. It's got an extended beaver tail. Like for that hundred dollar jump, you're getting a lot more gun at the end of the day. G23 says, isn't Rock Island in the same boat as Springfield? And what that's Rock River is what he's talking about. Politically, that's Rock yeah, River. Rock if you're talking River. politically, that's Rock River. Yeah. Um, I don't I've know. Got I'm that, uh, about. What's up? I've, I've got the MMP 45, the Gen 1. Now, the triggers okay. are kind of crappy in them, but well, I, I, I do I'm love a the gun. fan, but Smith & Wesson pistol triggers are historically not very good, but you can get an aftermarket trigger pretty easily for those. Oh, yeah. you throw. I'm going to throw an Apex of mine. I just haven't got around to it, but I, was I just really like my MMP 45. I was just going to say, drop drop the guys down the road from us, Apex. Apex makes a, the day yeah. or the name when it comes to MMP triggers. She fires is out there. What's up, homegirl? We're going to see her in less than a month at SHOT Show. Be her inaugural voyage there, along with Chris, but looking forward to that. Uh, Snob, let's kind of get back to what we were talking about while you jumped in. Um, we're going to start with, like, initially, like, when you first started buying guns, like, did you buy guns for a specific purpose, or did you buy them for their good price, or I mean, did you have any rhyme or reason as to the, the first few guns that you bought? Probably the first few I would have bought for a specific purpose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think After that's kind that, of where I we all are. Yeah. kind of just went out the window. Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of, as we're talking about everybody, well, kind of, the longer you get into the gun thing, you... You start getting picky on the guns that you buy, and they may not be for a specific purpose. They might just have, you know, want this gun for a while, or I got a good deal on it, or whatever. I don't know if I'm picky. I bought a high point yeet cannon because it said yeet cannon on the side. I mean, and 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 you did that. You took that yeet cannon to a whole new level, by the way. So. Well, that was a different one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sam says this question for John. Going back to your Milsert discussion, do you have a World War II era 1911A1 in your collection, or is it uh, on your list to get? Uh, that is on the list. Grand and and that I got to finish some collections, so I on the list is an uh, Enfield revolver, 
to finish the uh, Enfield Enfield. Uh, then the also a Luger, if I can ever find one for a decent price. And then the A1. And what the what would you consider as a decent price? Because I know a buddy of mine that's got several of them. I don't have money. It's all poor. <laughs> Um, yeah, then you probably won't be able to afford these. <laughs> yeah, <stuck. laughs> because they come with a holster and, and they're like le- le- legit holsters. He, he he sells; they're, they're very expensive, but uh, he's got like three of them. See, Pretty you got to remember, I bought my Mosin for eighty nine dollars, and I bought my Enfield for a hundred and fifty dollars. So yeah, you gotta yeah. there. There's a there's a fine line where the wife won't shoot me with it. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to try to help you out, but yeah, this one, this one, this one might get you. Have trouble. you thought about just getting a different wife? I consider this often. Ooh. Yeah, it, it here's a, the thing with here's the thing with Millsurps, right? Like we we every time we come back from Tulsa, we complain about the prices, right? That we see. Sure. But here's the thing: if you don't pay that price, whatever your buddy wants for those, in five yeah. years you're going to be kicking yourself for not paying that price because like they yeah. don't make no, Millsurps stuff anymore, right? So. I, I kick myself every day. There was a. a but you got to have the money too. I get that. Right. I get that aspect for sure. You Back in, have, you know, several thousand dollars for right. certain guns. Sometimes right. you're you're screwed. You know. Well, back in 2013 ish, when the ARs were hard to find and super expensive, I was looking for an AR. Then somebody walked by at the gun show with a M1 carbine with 10 mags for 300 bucks, and I passed that up, and I'm still kicking myself. I'm sorry. What now? 300 bucks for an M1 carbine. And 10 mags. They just want to get rid of it. And I kick myself to this day. I had the cash in hand and I kick myself today because I did not buy it. I'd, I'd kick you too. Just saying. Uh, Chicago Mike says my first purchase was a Canic. Didn't know anything about it. Well, Mike, you got lucky as hell if the first handgun that you bought without knowing anything about it was a Canic. Well done, sir. Uh, I remember. Uh, when I got my first Canic was 2018 and they had just kind of come on the scene as far as like, they were starting to kind of make a little splash and all that. Uh, I was lucky enough to know someone that worked with the company. Um, and love Canics like immediately. And now Canic has become Canic and it's, it's very respected, uh, guns, company that you know five years ago was like kind of just we're here no one really knows about us so your first gun was a candy you didn't anything about it. that you, you kind of got lucky and getting a great gun by accident almost um for your first gun that's that's uh g23 says text me the price uh, i might be very interested i want to start out say that i know the cheapest one's about four thousand so just saying I know as soon well, as that steel frame can it hits the market, I'm buying. That's that's I'm buying it. You know, it's so funny. It. You know, it's funny. And we were talking about this, Clover, and I was talking about this the other day. You know, the trends are so funny in the gun community. Um, you know, for 20 plus years, everyone wanted the polymer. You know, everyone polymer, 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 and now polymer is like if you come out with a polymer gun now you're pretty much screwed uh because everyone wants to go back to steel frame guns which i think is 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 awesome uh it's just it's interesting how all of a sudden like polymer is the enemy where for 25 30 years polymer was everything you know it's kind of interesting that now 
the steel frame stuff's coming out. I remember when Walther came out about three or four years ago with a Q5. Uh, they had the, the PPQ come out, and then right after that, they had the, 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 the match steel frame come out. And I remember talking with Cody, and I was like, man, like maybe outside of competition, like competition shooters may like the steel frame, but like no one's shooting steel frames anymore. And he goes, it'll come back around. And it, it took a couple of years, but like, yeah, I mean, there were some companies that were putting some steel frame stuff out, um, get away from the polymer a few years ago. I guess they maybe saw a trend, but yeah, it's, it's crazy that the steel stuff, the steel frames are coming back and they're, I mean, the polymer stuff just really isn't in demand right now. And I think you're seeing all these companies come out with the polymer guns and they're just like, damn, like we had a bad year this year with the polymer stuff, but that's what it is. Um, canics are winning. Just saying, yeah, canics. I mean, I, I'm a huge canic fan. People know that about me. Um, huge canic fan. Huge canic. I love my canics. Uh, when you come out with a one bad gun, canics only been dissed on one gun since they've one. come out, and that's the one and where it they really was terribly dissed. It wasn't like it was a right. terrible gun, you know. Um, there are guns that come out that are just bad guns. Um, yeah, Canik's been very lucky, but that just shows you right there. Uh, you talk about all these Turkish companies, their croissants of the world, the SARS of the world. Um, they may not be like the most awesome guns, all that. They're, they're very good guns, but we'll tell you is talking to people that I'm friends with that deal with the Turkish people like the manufacturing process in Turkey, they take very seriously that they spend a shit ton of money on their factories and making sure that their production line is as, as good a quality as they can get. So it's not like they're just trying to make cheap guns. They're trying to make really quality guns for a good price. But uh, yeah, the, and, and, and we all know this, that like 80% of shotguns in the world are all made in Turkey. Most people don't realize that, but a vast majority of shotguns in the world are made in Turkey. So Turkey's been making firearms for quality for a long, long time. And I love the people that will sit there as well. I'm never going to buy any of those guns because I'm not sending my money to the terrorists. I'm like, well, first of all, they're in NATO. They're an ally. Um, is there a faction part of it that might be? Yeah, but your money's going to the gun shop. And that money from the gun shop is going to the distributor. Distributors going to the importer, so your money technically is not getting over to the slight two percent. Um, now, now Clover loves Turkey because apparently he says he's huge over there. Um, I don't believe it, but he says he's huge in Turkey, so he says he's moving to Turkey. He's out. Um, Ghost, I got a great story about Canik. Just to tell um, about the so uh, Nils Jorgensen or Jorgensen. He's their professional shooter. If anybody has met Nils, he's always at their booth. Great guy. Nils was telling me a story about how him and Kanek was developing the rival. He went over there, shot some pistols, gave them some remarks, you know, marked some stuff down, went to lunch, came back, and they had new pistols lined up for him with the changes. Shot them, came back. It was like a five-day period where he was like, okay, this needs to be changed. This needs to be changed slightly. And they were back and forth within – Somebody would take the gun that he said needed change, change it, and it'd be back on the table by the time he got back around to it. So that's just showing like how much they're willing to listen to these people and take yeah. the input compared to some of the other companies that we know. Hundred percent. And not only that, he won three championships this year with a cannon. 
What's that? Um, yeah. Didn't you say that the guy that's like the national champion in several divisions in USPSA shot all canics or something yep. like that? Yeah, he shot. I know he got, he won carry optics production and I believe limited this year. So, yeah. I mean, he was going from a dot to irons and I don't know, man, the guy's, I don't know, the guy's insane. He's, He's probably a great seen guy. Either. Let's just be honest about this. I mean, um, I, I look at those top level competitive shooters, like the, the national and world champions, the same guys as like the PGA Tour guys on golf. You know, you give that national champion, like, just name a crap gun. Like, you give him a high point, and that dude's going to be able to sh give him a few minutes with that high point. He's going to shoot the shit out of that high point. That's just the way it is. Like, he's going to shoot the high point a lot better than you could ever shoot a high point. Professional golfers, you can, they could go and go get Walmart clubs and still beat your ass. Let's be honest uh, with with Walmart clubs. But, yeah, those guys are just gifted shooters for sure. Now, Sam does say um, Kings are, are not a bad choice for looking for a budget copy of the P99. So, I mean, that's basically the TP9 is a copy of the P99. Um, once again, a lot of these Turkish companies, like I'll take the uh, the Gerson Regard, which is the the, the, the clone of the uh, 92. You know, and Clover has one, and when he gets back, he'll be back here in a second. He'll probably go use the restroom. I don't know. But um, he'll tell you, and I've shot the Regard a couple of different times. A couple of buddies have them. But he'll tell you that the great thing about the Regard is they took all the good stuff about a 92 and took all the bad stuff and made it better. So it's a great version of a 92. And I think that's what a lot of these Turkish clones are. The, the P35, this high power thing is amazing. Um, they, they are. They're trying to put quality things out there for a reasonable price but they're they're really good quality and yes they are clones but like I, i'll be willing to bet clover you'd take that regard over a 92 fs anytime wouldn't you man i hate to say it but yeah i mean it, you know except for the name right i mean if you was to yeah i'm just about the actual gun if, if we were to, to take, take off all the markings off both guns and you were to shoot it you'd probably shoot through you probably pick the regard if you anybody didn't know out there was. anybody out there would 100 pick the regard i mean it is compared yeah. to an fs because the regard is a centurion man it really is it's yeah it's just just beefier and everything and so i guarantee you and a lot of people you know, the problem is they get hung up because they see the name or, you know, whatever the case may be, and they can't detach themselves like, okay, I need to look at this from the 30,000 foot view or, you know, whatever, detach yourself from it and say, okay, let me look at this without bringing brand, right? Because mm -hmm. think about Brett. Brett had been around a long time. Oldest farm company, yeah. oldest arms company, right, in the world, basically. Um, and so there's no... There's no discount. And the they name know there. it. I'm a, I'm a huge Beretta, oh, they huge yeah, Beretta yeah. fan. Yeah, they yeah. know it. <laughs> they know what they are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's an Italian what they are. But, yeah, yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. Totally. totally. But, you know, the honest truth is, you know, you take the brand off, you send them side by side, and, and even though the Taurus PT92, this is going to tick a lot of people off because they're fans of it. Yeah. And I'm okay with it, too. I own, I own Taurus. I don't have a problem with the, the Taurus mm -hmm. 92 stuff, but you put all three of them out there and there's no name on them, you're going to go with your song. I can guarantee you're going to go with that regard every single time. So I did a little test back when we got the SAR-9 in. We put a SAR-9 next to a VP-9, blindfolded people, yep. 
told him to grab yeah. it, couldn't tell the difference. I, I, I'm telling you, and I, I've said this before, the VP9, I'm, I'm just talking about the feel, the ergonomics, the feel of the gun is my favorite feeling gun I've ever held in my life. I just, for some reason, it's amazing. When I started meeting SAR guys back in, what, 2017, 2018, and, that, and I held the SAR 9, I was like, oh, my God, it's a VP9. And it basically is. It's a VP9 lower with a Glock 17 slide. Basically, it's what a SAR 9 is, which is phenomenal. It's a great it's, – it's the love child of the two great guns. But, yeah, I mean, that SAR 9 um, – and I tell you what, I mean, I've, I've, I don't know how many thousands of rounds I've got through mine um, for a, a, an inexpensive gun – like it gets better and better as you shoot it. It really does. I haven't had any issues with it. the only issue ammo wise that I ever had problems with that gun were some polymer tipped uh, defensive ammo. I think they were just too light. I really do. I think that it, was, it wasn't a gun because I had same problems with cycling that ammo in different guns also. So I think it was the ammo um, and not the gun, but that thing will chew up and, and spit out and eat anything you put through it. Um, you know, there's some great guns. I mean, they really are. Um, I will tell you that um, there's a deal out there. And our good friend Ken over at BRG, I talked to him uh, yesterday, I guess. Um, there's some videos on me and Snob and Clover's channels with a BRG9. Is it the greatest gun ever? No, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a good gun. It's an XD copy. But right now they're selling for $189. Like for $189, that might be one of the best deals out there right now. So if you can go find yourself a BRG9, only spend $189. Yeah, truth. Like that's that's a hell of a deal right there. It's not like I said, it's not the greatest gun. But for $189, it's not bad. Um, what were you gonna say, Clove? Oh, I was agreeing with you. I'm like, yeah. No, oh, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, all I heard was, Arr! so I didn't know if that was like your birthday no, or what. No, I, no, I mean, I, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that you know the, the recent price drop. Of course, we we nothing bad, but we you know absolutely nothing bad. In fact, a lot of good. No. But we know that that uh, the there's price a reason drop why all that is a reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. You'll know anybody... more about that next month, <laughs> right? Has anybody tried out the the SDS import uh, XD clone without the grip safety? It looks interesting. So that's a TISOS. Is, and is that, yeah, it's it's TISOS. TISOS. yeah, right. And I've yeah. had horrible, horrible experiences with TISOS in the past. Um, so that's, but I haven't played with that particular one. But that kind of turns me off that it's. They've been through several importers as of recently, and it's just, I don't know. I've never been a fan of any of their stuff. You know, they tried the high-power clone as well yeah. back in the day, and yeah. I mean, it really didn't catch on because we had some issues. And Well, they were breaking back extractors back in the day, and the importer for them was actually up in uh, over in Chris's neck of the woods over in Newark. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's... Um... Yeah. I haven't I haven't shot the Tissus uh, uh, XD clone yet. Uh, the BR, like I said, the BRG nine it's not it's not a game changer. It, it's a, it's a solid, really solid gun. Um, but for one hundred eighty nine dollars, it's a phenomenal gun. <laughs> you know, if, if someone's out there and you're looking for a nine millimeter XD clone, that's going to be a, a good solid gun for you for one hundred eighty nine dollars. That's it, one hundred percent. 
Uh, I put I it the crucible and it passed. I know with amazing colors. A lot like the a lot like we talk about with the Grisson Regard and the the changes made, the upgrades, whatever if you will, from the Thunderbird yeah. ninety two. And I don't remember, but I know I've talked about it in the video before. The the upgraded, let's call it differences with the BRG nine as opposed Oh yeah, to yeah, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. Yeah. And and I don't want to knock I don't want to knock too hard on my SD, right? I'm I can't put words in anybody else's mouth on their XD, but I've had an XD since the XD first came out. I've got one of the very first XD nines. I mean, it's a fairly low serial number even. Mm -hmm. Like they hit the market and you know not long after I had one and it's been one of my favorite handguns. Yeah. I, I and, love an XD. And the same yeah. reason I love, and you know this, cause you're a big fan of the Beretta 92 as well. Mm -hmm. I've always been a huge fan of the Beretta 92, but the same thing I say, like the Grisson's better, like that regards better. The BRG yeah. nine is better. The BRG nine is better. I'm telling you. Does that mean it's the best handgun? No, the, you know, no, no, no. Does that but mean it's going to have the resale value I or, you know, or that yeah. I, you know, I would choose it one over. Well, I would choose it over the XD. You know, if I was going to go fight in a sandbox or something, like you know, depending on the circumstances, no. But yeah, for most what I'm saying is, yeah. right now for 189 dollars, right. you're going to be hard pressed right. to find a better gun than that BRG9 right now. Just saying, just saying. I'm not saying it's a game changer and all of that. Just saying. Now, Lance out there says 108. That's cheaper than my high point. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it'll run circles around your high point. Yeah. I'm a high point owner. I don't knock high point for what they are. I think I think everyone should own a high point. If for no other reason, it'll truly make them appreciate everything else they have. Just saying. High points go bang. They may be ugly. They may be heavy. They go bang. Uh, but I think everyone should own a high point just to be part of the group, man. I'm going to pose a question to the, the group here. Would you take yeah. the BRZ over a Sky? And I don't yes. know. I've never shot it. Hundred percent without BRG. BRG over Sky every day and twice on Sundays. I would. I would. And I tell you what, I I don't. You know, here's the thing. I don't got a whole lot of time with the new stri uh, striker fired Sky, but I do know <laughs> a little bit at, at events I've played with that. It it seems pretty good. Um, uh, I'm on a not Christmas card list after my video of it. Oh, yeah. But you are not like on the Christmas said, card list. Yeah, I'm going to let Chicago Mike out there. He wants to come in. Yeah, the link's out there. So come on in, Mike. Sorry, go ahead, Glove. No, I was just saying, I mean, I you know, the, the newer Sky, like from what I've experienced, okay, maybe the older ones. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, it's better. Yeah. The newer one is yeah, definitely no. better than the older one. It it, it is, but it's still it's still just the one they sent me. Great. I mean, the best part about it is it had the Riton optic on it. So you can take <laughs> but, that off and use it for something uh, else. Yeah, <laughs> took that off, put a Romeo Zero on it, and sold it. But anyways, they right. left like little bits and pieces of metal all in the gun, and the trigger pull would go from like four pounds. To like twelve pounds, four pounds to twelve right. pounds. You couldn't shoot it accurate because the trigger was constantly finally. See, I, I never could get it to four it pounds. Really good. It. it never was at four pounds. It's it was like around five pounds. I don't know. It was crazy yeah, all well, over the place. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that when you when you're getting imported stuff, when you're buying cheaper stuff, it's kind of like I you know I've talked about a, a bunch of times is you, you're not paying for like things are not cheaper because. 
necessarily because they use cheaper materials or they use cheaper machinery or they're paying cheaper labor, right? They've got slave right. labor. Things are cheaper because they don't spend the time on it. And right. so, you know, what you get into when you start talking about burrs and you talk, start talking about metal shavings, that can affect the performance of things. And so you need to be mindful Absolutely. of that. You know, when you're when you're buying quote unquote budget stuff or whatever, just keep in mind it that might you, take it might take a little while for it to work out those things. <laughs> well, and it may not work them out. You may have to legit tear yeah. it down and file and clean and you know do yeah. things in order for it to run right. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So coming from manufacturing before I was at True Shot, you guys know where I was at. Barrel pricing and pricing on things is almost the same. It doesn't matter who makes it. The price, what it comes down to, like Clover said, is the attention to detail and making sure and the quality assurance and just not pumping out parts as quickly as you can. What really, that's yep. what it really comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, real quick shout out, Pat in the bunker, five dollars super chat. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Domo Arigato says, my answer to why buy guns. He says, is there a leasing program for firearms ownership or even a long-term rental, i.e. temporary ownership of a firearm versus renting at the gun range for that session's use? Um, I, I'm i just going to say that most gun shops, especially if you know them, they may not advertise it, but if you know them and you've known them for a while and done business with them, most gun shops will do one of two things. They'll put it on layaway for you and let you pay over time until you pay it off. Some of them, like if I were to go down and I couldn't initially afford to buy a gun at, the, at my gun shop that I wanted, um, I will guarantee you that he would let me put down a hundred bucks, let me take it home, and trust me to come back you know, for the next few months and pay it off. Uh, but that's because I have a personal relationship with my my gun shop, and I know Clover yep. can do the same thing. Almost right. have a line of credit, if you especially will, especially with used, um, not necessarily with new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but with, yeah. With anything used, um, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have a line of credit at this at this point, which can get dangerous, by the way. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. at the very least, if you're talking about a used one, if it's a, especially if it's a gun shop that has a range, and we're talking about, that's so why we've talked about, you know having a forging a good relationship with your local gun shop and if they've got a range um then you know i i can't tell you the number of times i've picked up something used just to experience shooting it and take you know taking it out to the range like they don't they don't care it's like hey i want to go put a few rounds to this and they're like go ahead you know and i have yeah. zero intentions of buying it even i just want to shoot it just to say i've shot it or whatever right so there's 100%. there's value in that don't don't discount it. So working with an FFL with his question sounds like he's he's looking for a long-term take-home. It is a yeah. nightmare and a half to even consider that. Oh, I would imagine paperwork's got to be. Oh, the paperwork's yeah. going to be. And, and the, the, reason, the reason why it hasn't happened is that there's a lot of bad things that could happen. And especially if it was, yeah. let's just say, if somebody who is deceived the you know, deceitful and buy it to go use it in a robbery and then they bring it back. Well, now that shops out that gun. And, and even if it's a new gun and they take it out, now I got to resell it as you price, no matter what it is. Yeah. If I bring it in, I'm losing money either way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got to be trustworthy, right? I mean, you've got to know that, you know, if you've been shopping that local gun shop for three, four, five years, you bought 10 guns from them, yep. right? You're there Absolutely. every other Saturday. You know, they pretty much know you at that point, right? Yep. And it's it's a whole 100%. different situation. 
Let's say hey to Chicago. Mike, what's up, bro? What's going on, Ghost? How you doing, brother? Oh, man, just chilling like a villain, just trying to stay warm. What about you? It's probably pretty cool up there in Chi-Town, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we're about to get up to 20 inches of snow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Hey, stay so safe. It's about, it's, about um, to be a, it's about to be a shit show. It is. It is. Uh, but stay safe up there. And I know that you're a Canic fan. You're a Gerson fan. Uh, I want to yes, kind of sir. talk to you, and, and and I don't know how long ago you kind of got into firearms, but when you started buying your first few guns, did you have a specific purpose or reason why you bought specific guns, or you just bought what you could afford, or what? Uh, it's mostly like like the brand, like what's so what's so okay. popular about the brand. Like I I've done like like okay, so my first gun was the Canic. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I didn't know anything about Canics. When I bought, like, when I bought one, because you know they're they're on sale. I bought one for like under three hundred dollars. The Canic uh, yeah. TB9 Special Forces. As soon as I picked up that gun, I started doing my research, and I've and I've yeah. seen nothing but good reviews on it. Went, went to the range, shot like I say about two hundred fifty rounds through it the first time. Then jam yeah. on me, kept shooting it, shooting it, shooting it. Shot over a thousand rounds. It held up pretty well, and I regret, I regret trading in trading in for a TP9 Elite Combat. That was one of the yeah the biggest the, mistakes the I ever made. Combat's My first Canic was the uh, TP9 SF Elite, and I love that. Thing. Yeah, really do love that thing. Now the only um, the only Canic I heard is not as great as a, as the Sub Combat. Um, so here's the thing, uh, and I think this is where. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week or two weeks ago. Here's where a lot of the things, um, having a friend, and I don't, I don't think he's with them anymore, but he was for a long time with Century, I should say, not just with Canic, but he knew all about it. He shot Canic. Um, I would say this. Um, I wish they would, and they might now, but back then they were not putting this out publicly. Uh, when they sent me the first one, they he told me, said, look, you need to, for the first two or 300 rounds, use 124 grain. Then you can drop to 115 grain after you get broken in, but use 124 grain for the first couple hundred rounds. Um, that said, I think that that was a reason for a lot of the SC's problems is a lot of people were getting them. They were throwing 115 cheap, 115 grain in there, and it was having some cycling issues. Had they done the at least 100 rounds or whatever, 124 grain, I don't know this. But I would suspect that probably they wouldn't have had as many issues with that as they did if they if they just started with 115. Like I said, I don't yeah. know that for a fact, but I do know that they told me directly for the first couple hundred rounds, use 124 grain, and then you can go to 115. And I've mm -hmm. done that uh, with with both my mechanics, and they have not had an issue at all. So I was told, you know, like like whatever firearm that you buy, I was told by a couple of people always test different ammunition to see if you know i'm like okay mm -hmm. are they were sensitive now i know i know most people like to shoot steel through the firearms me personally mm -hmm. i don't i don't have nothing against them i just don't like having all that metal to metal to the parts i just rather yeah just shoot all brass that's Absolutely. that's just me now with other other firearms like well i should say pistols wise um let's see a 10 millimeter. I had a Springfield XDM. Loved it. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, 
I sold it because it was it was hard to find and the ammunition was like forty five to fifty bucks for a box of fifty. And I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminded me of the of the pandemic, you know, when we was going through paying forty, fifty dollars for a box of nine. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, right now, John, um, for what you're seeing as far as your prices, um, do you see ten millimeter coming down anytime soon or is it gonna still be a premium price usually? It's gonna be a premium price for a little bit. We just found yeah. out from one of our biggest suppliers another uh price increase is coming. A lot of the ammo manufacturers, and this for everybody out there, it's not your local shop. It's not your online guys. Yeah, They're yeah, trying right. to check up. The, the manufacturer themselves have increased their pricing across and the board. And they're passing those prices on to you guys. <laughs> right. And like I said, we buy like two, three, four containers a week that come through our warehouse, and we still are affected by it. And it, it yeah. This last one is a 10% increase. Everybody knows through the pandemic, Winchester and everybody else did a 20 and then a 30 and then another 20. And, uh, but you know, the price of the 10 mil is going to be a, a premium. I think we're selling it for like 35 bucks a box. Don't quote me on that. It could be a little bit more, but, uh, you're going to see the big thing. And it's just like the five, seven, five, seven is really expensive right now, but there's a lot more guns coming out in five, seven, just like 10 millimeter. The popular the caliber gets the lower the price is going. And that's why we see nine mil where it's at because it's so popular. That yeah. everyone's manufacturing or manufacturing a shit ton of for the demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love see. 10 millimeter, but if I didn't reload it, I don't think I would love it as much. <laughs> so, yeah, you 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 have a lot of them, uh, Chris. I, I'll be seeing you uh, reloading them. You know, I'll be like, okay, wake and bake. Yeah, I'm building my uh, stockpile for next year right now. I'm seeing ten millimeter around like fifty cents around. So I don't. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing it around. I don't get sure. the. It's so expensive. When it's know. available here, it's been about twenty-seven dollars. So yeah, let's say you know, yeah. not more than yeah. fifty cents. Yeah, um, it was around that. My problem it was around is that I can't price. find it. It's and not it's, available that much around here. That's my yeah. problem. And it's going to be a little more. I mean, it's yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. It was. It was around. Um, it was around that price uh, in my city. You know, before it started going up, and then hard to yeah. find. But online, you can see much more of them online, but. You know, of course, we could barely get ammo coming, uh, having to ship to your house in Illinois. Yeah. But yeah. since we got, since well, we you're got also this- talking about Illinois, might be, you know, when you put your address, it might be more expensive than it is if they're shipping well, it to Arkansas. Well, more importantly, gotta- I think, honestly, what it comes down to is there is a thing called supply and demand. And when mm-hmm. the supply isn't as high and the demand is, you know, the supply hasn't been as high with 10 millimeter lately. And a lot of people are starting to shoot a lot more 10 millimeter. So the demand is there. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's just that's it sounds bad, but that's a capitalist world, man. You know, that's <laughs> just the way it is a little bit. All right, so I looked it up. I got ten mil right yeah. now for twenty two ninety nine a box for S and B. Yeah, that's and then I've, there I've you got go. some hollow points and stuff like that. I've been given like twenty four for a ten millimeter S and B locally. Yeah, oh, ours like I said, ours is about twenty seven, so. but I just can't find it. Like it's not a, it's not available very often. You know, anybody? I might anybody, know selling a guy. The, uh, anybody selling the ten millimeter? <laughs> yeah, actually, if it's twenty two bucks, then I, I might have to go online would, quick. Because uh, I've got yeah, that's, cheap. That, that's about so. 
Yeah, you're getting at about reloading prices right there. Yeah, I would not. Two cents, whatever around. I, I don't have a single single ten millimeter. I would sell. Period. Yeah. Uh, well, real well, quick, Chase out there. Chase Tom says <laughs> new here. Watch you guys a few times. I'd like to hop in the chat. My service gets better. Uh, well, welcome to the chat um, and all of that. So yeah, uh, hope we don't. Like I said. We're, we're, we're going to try to make you smarter. Honestly, we're just trying to make you any dumber. So welcome to the dark side. But, There's uh, some. Yeah. But, but to, to your thing, Mike, um, uh-huh. there are, because a lot of people think that, they think that about 10 minutes. And, and don't get me wrong, different areas, I, I get it. Ammo prices can fluctuate or whatever, right? Um, same way as, as gun prices fluctuate. But there's a lot of people out there that think the same way that you was talking about with 10 millimeter, like all oh, the ammo is too expensive, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I would be looking into, I would be looking into the secondary market on it. If, if I was looking for one, because there are some people out there that may be looking to offload their 10 millimeter for a nine or, you know what I'm saying? Flip it yeah. and something else. And you might find yeah. a really good deal on something. Just don't buy a 1076 with one mag. This is true. Those yeah. mags will get you alive. Don't yeah, buy a hundred bucks a piece or something like that. Yeah, I gave a hundred bucks yeah. plus shipping per mag. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. yeah, <laughs> Bend over and grab those wow. ankles, boy. <laughs> well, Harvey. Well, Harvey. Uh, Woods. Woods says, "Still think the Timmy should be called the CM because math." That's fair. That's fair. Um. So I may have a ten what, sell Try start and get it fixed. There you go. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit now about we, we talked earlier about where we started buying guns. Let's let's kind of where we've evolved to over the years. Um, and I'm going to start with Chicago, Mike. You know, I don't I don't know how long. Like I said, I don't know how long you've been buying guns, but you know, you 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 got lucky finding that Canik is your first gun. But as you're yeah. buying more guns, do you see yourself evolving as to why you're buying guns? Are you buying them now because you want to collect or because it's a good deal? Or are you still kind of like, Hey, I'm buying this gun for concealed carry or for competition or whatever. Where are you at right now? And why are you buying guns most of the time? Basically like for, um, competition and learning, learning more about them. Um, I recently, I recently just, um, purchased, a bold action rifle and i'm gonna i'm looking to do do a review on my channel but i got this Which caliber I, I you know other you remember uh 308 and 762 okay. by 51 at first nice. at at first i wanted the 6.5 creamer but yeah i have not i have not been seeing the i have not been seeing the ammo out out in uh chicago or indiana yeah, like that. It's six five is tough everywhere my brother uh it I've is seen, tough I, everywhere yeah I, I've seen like one or two boxes, but like for like sixty bucks, I'm just like, oh Jesus! Yeah, um, that's gas. That's one thing of gas. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of what I shoot my my long range competition with, and it was going there for a while, about two fifty around, and that's why I started to uh, gonna start reloading for it. Uh, but going for two fifty around for six five Cree, where it used to be about fifty cents at one point, a couple a few years back. But anyways. Um, snob, I want to talk to you. And, and, and now, like when you're buying a gun, I, I know that you're, you're more into now buying like collection series of guns and all that. But like when you really think about buying a gun, is are you just buying because you like like the looks of it or it's going to fit a series or 
a specific reason? Or are you being a lot more picky now than you were back in the day? No, there's no rhyme or reason. I just buy whatever, especially okay. if it's cheap. No. I mean, right. I, I do like to try to buy every third Gen Smith I can find at a decent price. Right. But those are impossible to find now. I really yeah. prefer just to and buy if you do that, from somebody that's hurting for money. Now. Yeah. Uh, bedazzled high point. If, if you can find yourself at a bedazzled high point, why wouldn't you buy it, right? Oh, Jesus. Just saying. Oh, you should see Snob's high point, bro. Snob's got maybe the best looking high point on the planet. Except plane. for the Strew script out. For some reason, you can't drill and tap Z Max. You used to have a 45 uh, RMR on it, too, but that's. What's up? What What is up with you guys with these high points, man? <laughs> I know you're just you just live in Illinois, so you don't understand the quality of the high point. What they got to do with me living in Illinois, man? Because you can't have in Illinois melting points. Melting oh, that, well, points. That's why. Okay. Yeah, they the, the metal they use doesn't pass the restrictions of Illinois' melting point. I think it's like maybe ten degrees below or something like that. It's it's pretty close, but yeah, they don't they don't use the greatest quality metal in their guns. We'll just go that route. <laughs> well, I can, I can, I can agree with you. I can agree with that, Ghost. But honestly, how many people are going to try? Or how many people are going to go like freaking mag dumping enough to like melt it down? Probably no one. Let's just be honest. Gerson, not even stop. No, I'm talking about a high point. Like no one's going to do enough mag dumps in a high point to like oh, worry no, about yeah. the point. You know, yeah. who's going to throw it in an oven? I mean, let's just be honest. Let's just. I started just... mine, and it wouldn't the oven. That's right, you did, didn't you? That's right. Interesting. What's anybody? Oh Lord, I'm... let's take the call. Hold on here, just a second. Arm Sism Podcast. Who we got? Hey Chase, how you doing, my man? How you doing? Hey Ghost, we can't hear it. Yep, it's not coming. Oh, you can't hear it. Hold on here. Let me go over here. That's weird. Um, hmm. Go ahead and say something, Chase. They, they couldn't hear you, but see if they can hear you. Can you all hear that, guys? No, just you. Nope. Really? We need to test this off air or something. Yeah. It didn't work uh, a couple weeks ago. Let's see. Go ahead and see some chase. We got mad Hmm. It's doing the same thing it did a few weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know. That's so weird. All right, Chase. Uh, they, no one else can hear you. I'm the only one that can hear you. So go ahead and ask your question, and I can relay what you're saying. How about that? This is great huh? audio. Great audio. So he's talking about six five Creedmoor, and down he's done in Alabama, and he said the six five Creedmoor prices are pretty good. What were you able to get a box of twenty four down there for? Okay, twenty five or thirty bucks for that's not bad at all, actually. 
Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something's going on with my audio, bro. So I'm not really sure what's going on. But uh, hey, let me call back next week and I will try to figure out what the hell's going on. I don't know why all of a sudden it's not working, but uh, it is not working on the uh, internet. So I'll uh, call back next week and we'll, we'll hook you up. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do that. We'll, we'll we'll try to get you on right now. We got only about a few minutes left. So we're going to start getting out of here. Uh, but like, like I said, like next week, yeah. Just when you show up next week, we'll try to get you on for sure about that. All right. Hey, Merry Christmas, Chase. Hey, man, appreciate you very much. All right. All right. That was probably the worst uh, audio you've ever heard. But yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't know why. All of a sudden, it worked for the last three years. All of a sudden, it's not coming through. So I don't know how to figure out some settings here. Um, maybe when we get off air, we can mess around for a second. But uh, yeah, um, Is, John, I'll go to you and say uh, real quick, um, like so now I'm, when you're playing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So I've got Creedmoor right now. SMB uh, Hollow Point Boat Tails for twenty six forty nine, and just some okay. one fifty six grain saw points for twenty three ninety nine, and I've got some. Cellular and Bellat X Energy. It's a blue tip leadless round. It's a copper round. Thirty bucks a box. Okay. Okay. So nice. we've got, we're wow, getting that's into crazy. And we Which shipped to Chicago, Mike. You said is it still pretty high up there right now? Yeah, I, I I've seen like probably like I say I, like if I go to five to six gun stores in the Chicago area, I'll probably see like one or two boxes for like sixty bucks. Not not no. 25 or 30 bucks now i've seen 308 uh hunting ammo f- around that price but not for no 6.5 creamer yeah that's why i chose that's yeah. why i chose this uh this the uh the 308 because of the fact that so what's more what's 308 running right now in chicago area what's, what's 308 running uh between 28 and 50 bucks all right john between 28 and 50 is what he's able to get it in chicago uh, for three oh wait, what do you guys got? So, are you able to get ammo shipped to you in Chicago? Uh, well, you can, there are some websites that can do that, but we will have to. So email. you need to see John. So John works with True Shot Gun Club out in Arizona. They are uh-huh. able to ship. They are True Shot Gun Club. Um, they are able to ship to Illinois, I believe. Aren't you, John? Yeah, I can ship to Illinois. I just need a Foid card. See, that's that's why I'm afraid. I, I've never I've never done that before. Just uh, yeah, okay. all you gotta do is is uh, attach your FOID card to the order or email it over to our compliance officer, and we can get it shipped out. It's really simple, and we don't okay. we don't disclose that information to anybody. We it goes in, we get it, we delete it. It's just as simple as that. So right now, three hundred eight. And you're gonna, got, be, you're, you're gonna be able to beat any prices you're getting there locally. I guarantee it. So three hundred eight right now for GGG one forty seven grain is fourteen eighty a box. I've got some. Oh man, I've got PMC bronze for <laughs> exactly. sixteen ninety nine a box, and that's what and that's just in three hundred eight. Now if we're talking seven six two by fifty one. Come on, if my phone would work with me today. Well, a little bit more, but not gotta, over the top more. 
You got an Instagram, no. right? Yeah, it's just true shot underscore gun underscore club. You can find us there or on our website. Well, you're well, you're on your phone. I'm I'm on my phone too as oh, yeah. well. So if you can uh, go on my Instagram and follow me, and then send me all, yeah, DM me all the info. Yeah, I'm 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 interested now. You got me pulling the trigger. No, yeah, um, yeah. I'm telling you, you're you'll be happy with them. And, and plus, you know, John John's a, like a, like a real person. Like he's not just some website out there that you don't know. Like he's yeah. around. So. And, and so, big kid, you throwing your damn links out there. If he's going to use any link, he's going to use my link. Damn it! Don't throw your damn codes out there. Try to make money off my shit. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> just so Steve asked for some ten millimeter. It's double the price for you, bud. We we've had. This he said put on his IOU, so he doesn't care. He it's, doesn't care. I bet. I bet it now. is. Um. <laughs> so for seven six two by fifty one, I've got some uh, PMC X Tech for sixteen eighty seven a box. I've got some cellular. Oh my god! Subs. So people looking for subsonic 200 grain 762 by 51 2299 a box. Um, That's not I've got I've got some linked stuff that 500 round ammo can link for 530 bucks. I got some ZSR for 1440 and then Man, we got me sweating do, over here. We also ship uh big cases as well. So anybody looking for their ammo, it's trueshotgunclub.com. trueshotgunclub.com. Okay, that's easy to remember. So Steve's out there now. He's saying it's a troll out there. I I see the hash. See if if you were smart, Steve, you would have John set you up with a freaking code that the link the code actually is hashtags. So you go in there and people wouldn't think that you're actually giving a code, but that could actually be the code. It's five hashtags. That would be brilliant if you did that. Just saying. Now, now is it is it true with six point five creamer that you can burn out the barrel even more? Yes. Like, yeah. You can well I've seen it. I've seen high it's got a lower round count. Have to put a lot of velocity, velocity is what wears out a barrel. Right. Okay. Anything that gets up and around that three thousand feet a second or more in muzzle velocity, you really start really start putting some wear at that point. So working at a barrel manufacturer previously, the three oh eight our barrels would go about ten thousand rounds before you would start to see something. Uh, yeah. I think six five Creedmoor was like seven thousand rounds before you would start to see, like something. It, it's not a lot, but you start to see it if you're shooting seven thousand rounds of six five Creedmoor. You can afford a new saying, barrel, well, well, and, and not going to shoot enough so, to, to actually see that. Shoot that much. So there's a there's a couple of things. First of all, the quality of the barrel makes a difference, right? True, Second of all, true. is there are products out there, uh, such yeah. as the accuracy. Uh, Additive or whatever from help me, Ghost Marcus. Marcus is Spartan. Mark Spartan. Yeah, there you using, go. using that uh, to treat your barrel and cure your barrel um, can mm -hmm. save you. But you know, if you're if you're running upwards, you know, so, something like a screamer, right? Something like twenty two two fifty, for example. You know, and you don't see a lot of people running thousands of rounds of twenty two two fifty. So typically with those people a barrel blast pretty much lasts them a lifetime right um so yeah it's just just mind your velocities good quality barrel mind your velocities uh you know know what know what they're running your muzzle velocities mm -hmm. and then keep that barrel good and treated um and then how much you shoot with a hot barrel because things obviously expand when they get hot so that makes a difference too. Cooler bore shots are going to be a little more forgiving. 
Now, what's a what's a good uh, what's a good scope? Because I, I was looking into cross. That depends on what your budget is, what you're going to be using it for. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to be I mean, using like, it for competition and for hunting for just plinking? I mean, like, I don't know what your and I don't know what your budget well, is. So there's there's a lot of lot of uh, a lot of great scopes out there for different budget levels. Well, I, well, I am I am a Vortex fan. I love Vortex. So okay. um, I was I was look. Well, let's see. I, I'm just gonna be doing it for like long range, just just for fun, really. Okay, so you're um, not gonna use it for competition or anything like that. You're maybe. just gonna use it because you go plank long range. Maybe, maybe. Um, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, Vortex, you can't go wrong. This is just my personal experience. I run an Athlon. Now it's it's a mid level. I mean, it's it's not like the high end. Night force and all that, but it's not like a two hundred dollars scope. It's probably like an eight nine hundred dollars scope. Um, that said, Athlon, but uh, oh, oh, you have no idea. There's five thousand, ten thousand dollars scopes. I'm just saying. Um, oh, no, but like a, an Athlon, a Bushnell, a Vortex, you can kind of get into that like four five hundred dollars scope, six hundred dollars scope. Um, that you're going to get good quality for that price. Uh, and there's several of them out there, but I, I say Athlon, I would say Bushnell, Vortex. They're all going to, you can find some in those areas for a good price that aren't going to be like the high quality glass. They're not going to have all the bells and whistles, but they're going to get a good solid scope that are going to do some good stuff for you. Now, you can get up there and um, spend thousands and thousands of dollars if you want to. Um, but if you're a Vortex guy and you're not, looking to go anything crazy you know with that rifle um yeah right tom makes some good stuff out there uh the zero tech you know i i have not tried the zero tech stuff i've heard a lot of good things about zero tech steve out there is saying zero tech um i i i have not used any of their stuff i keep hearing good things about them but like if, if you're comfortable and you're used to vortex you know what vortex is you can go to vortex and and and, and find you know their four or five hundred dollar you know, probably what six to twenty-four by fifty or something like that. I'm sure most most companies are going to have that six to twenty-four by fifty uh, scope. You know, in there, and you can probably find one out there for four or five hundred dollars, and that's going to get you by. Um, I'm not going to say that you can't find stuff for cheaper than that. I'm saying you uh, probably, even if it's just a plinker, you probably don't want to go much under four hundred dollars um, because at that point. Um, you're looking at quality. It may not last you very long. Um, I, you know, that's just me. I'm going to let the, I'm going to do the floor open. You guys um, jump in there, kind of give some examples and some help to uh, a, a budget level value, quality value uh, optic for this thing. Now I heard, I heard the vortex crossfire two is not, is not of a bad mm -hmm. scope. I'll say now one for like the, two. The, the crossfires. I mean, yeah, no, 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 not at all. I mean, you know, you you really vortex is going to be good, um, but Bushnell makes some really quality stuff. Uh, Athlon, um, the zero tech people keep talking about. Riton, there is a lot of good companies out there that you can find a decent scope for that four or five hundred dollar range. Um, but what, what I was saying to you about vortex is, if you like vortex, you have other vortex products and you're used to vortex then yeah that that crossfire uh optic probably isn't going to be that bad but what i would suggest is is go and, and just do your own research and 
Uh, look at some companies out there. There's a lot of companies out there that are making really decent products. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would definitely, definitely, you don't have to spend a thousand or five thousand dollars for a scope, but I probably yeah. wouldn't spend much under four or five hundred either. It's just me. Yeah. Uh, now, um, the the very first Vortex scope that I that I look into was the Venom, and that's the seven hundred dollar uh -huh, sure. uh, scope. Yeah. I was like, ooh, we. Um, and the sad thing is, is, that's still not an expensive scope. Like I said, man, there's stuff out there that can cost you ten grand for a scope. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would go with a Crossfire Two on the three hundred eight. Like I have Crossfire Twos; they're pretty decent. I think now you got the Strike Eagle line too. I think they're making some of the scopes made for longer range. That's another good option you would have if you're wanting to stick with Vortex. And the Vipers are hard to beat too. But you're going to get into some money. You start getting up into the Razors and things like that. Yeah, the razors yeah. are going to be that nine hundred to eleven hundred dollar range, depending on where you find them. Oh man. Um, well, here's the here's the thing. Like, and here's the thing. I mean, this is something of those things that if you buy a thousand dollar rifle, the old adage is you better spend at least that much on the optic. That's that's what I was told. That's what I was told. At least that. At least that. Yeah, I, um, you know when I when I was looking when I was looking into it, I was like, do I really want to spend over a thousand? For, for a pistol, no. Yeah, I would rather spend that on a rifle. Now again, yeah. I was I was looking into the uh the bolt action rifle. Mm -hmm. I bought one just to you know just to get one, shoot it for fun, test it out, see how I like it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. Then I was told that if I'm gonna spend over a thousand on a rifle, then you got to spend over a thousand for a scope. I was like, well, and that's what they say. Yeah. Um, now, I, I think that that is an, an adage that came down the line from uh, years back when um, the quality of the quote unquote entry level or budget scopes aren't as what they are now. Today, a lot of those mid-level scopes are a lot better quality than they were 10 years ago. And so you almost had to go and buy that expensive scope. I'm not saying you shouldn't go buy it now. I'm just saying that the quality and, and what companies are able to do with their mid-level range scopes are much, much better than they were 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you start talking about wanting to spend over that $1,000, then you're opening yourself up to the loopholes of the world. I mean, you know, even... Night Force has got some budget, quote unquote, budget stuff for them. It's well over a thousand dollars. But when you start hitting, the, if, if you're willing to spend that thousand dollars, you start, you're, you'll be able to see a, a dramatic difference in between yeah. the even the five hundred dollar scope versus those those uh, loopholes, Night Force, and all those U.S. optics. Um, those things are those things are expensive, but there's a reason why. Most of those are probably going to be for the competition guys. Um, big time hunters and all that that are willing to do all that like some guys i know will have twenty five thousand dollars into their rifle and optic and all that their whole setup 25 grand for their whole setup and that's not uncommon so i mean yeah um but there are options out there i'm just saying there are a lot of options out there anybody else want to chime in on some help with chicago mike for the uh stuff i really I really like tracked optics. If you don't know who they are, they are the people who were running the optics division of Nikon. 
and now okay. they've started their, their own company. The only unfortunate thing about Tracked Optics and they're uh, they've been compared, and I've given it to people that people say it's Night Force quality glass, and it's a great optic. The only problem is they are online only, and they do not go through retailers. So their their prices are really decent, but there's nowhere to, for you to test you them really from them. Yeah, I had to buy from them. I had never heard of them, and my Nikon scopes are some of my favorite scopes I ever owned until they went out of business. They were like my go-to budget-friendly scope. Yeah. And now you got to go through track. So <laughs> I didn't even know that. I thought they just quit and were done. And yeah, I had never heard of them. I, I, I had never heard of them. So I'll that's, make, I, I uh, too. I'll make an intro to you guys at shot. Find me a shot. We'll, we'll go over to them and make an intro. They should be there. But they um, okay. basically, okay. it's right it's really good glass. Their cheapest one's like 400, 300 bucks. But they also do like the 30 millimeter tube, the 34 millimeter tubes. Okay, so you're talking um, like an LPVO almost. No, they well they this they is do a four to twenty. They do an LPVO, but they do a four to twenty. They do a four like we did a four to four fifteen. To four to thirty They're, millimeter objective. No tube, 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 tube. Oh, a tube, three mil tube. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, we took their. Four to fifteen out for that long range class, and we're still able to see the target at fifteen hundred, and see it really, really yeah. So it's the glass is really good. Um, I highly recommend them. They're, I mean, the stuff is really good, but their stuff. So can, what, what, how do you spell the names? At T R A C T tracks. Yeah, yeah, T R A C T, and it's it's literally the guys who ran Nikon scope division. And when that division got shut down by Nikon, they went over and started their own company. Mm. And they're new to, the, they're kind of new to the game. Their, their yeah, stuff just, just from like the box. It's a, you know, you know when you have a quality item when the box is really nice. The box, everything on presentation is really nice, and the glass is just super clear. Track hmm. the optics here. Well, so really, I'm really, going to share the screen real quick and um, maybe go. They have a two and a half to oh. ten. That's really cheap. Some really good information here. I appreciate y'all. Four hundred bucks for this two and a half. Here for bro. That's what we're here for. How much? Four hundred bucks for this two and a half to ten, and I like that range. You hear me? Yeah, we're gonna hear you. Okay. All right. Let's to Holy smokes. Yeah, there's going to be, I mean, like I said, I mean, and, and that's, you, you see a $1,600 price, like that's nothing, you know. That's that's how much What's I that? pay, that's how, that's how much I pay for the scope. I mean, not the scope, the rifle. Right, no, I hear you. Uh, let's go down to see what they look like for their, their entry level. So a two and a half to 10, 42, um, a four to now, 16, now a four to 16. Now that's kind of around my budget there. Okay. Um, they've got a two and a half to ten for three ninety four. 
Um, that's for rim fire. So that looks like their their lowest one's going to be about four hundred bucks. Um, now, now how, let me ask you this: How far do you how far are you wanting to go out and shoot? Uh, like for my first time, I say six hundred yards. Six hundred yards. Six hundred yards is a long shot. I'm just telling. Yeah, you. let's say you want to start out about a hundred, honestly. But I mean, what I'm saying is, is if 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 the max that you're probably going to be able to get out to at the range is five to six hundred yards, then it sounds yeah. crazy. But a ten magnification can do that very easily. You don't have to go up to the twenty four magnification. Uh, I'll shoot at um, fourteen hundred yards with and mine goes up to 24 medication but i'll i'll probably stay at about 18 even all the way out to almost a, a mile i'll stay at about 18 magnification so if you're only going out to about 600 yards a 10 magnification max will absolutely work for you so you don't have to go in, and spend more money on a 24 mag um if you don't want to now i think you you know um but if you if you're looking at 500 yards a, a, a two and a half to ten well, you'll be able to very easily be able to see it at 500 yards with a 10 magnification scope. So, um, yeah, that, that cheapest one that tracked had was what did it say? It's now 394, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I've never, I, I don't know, but I mean, I, I'll take John's word that, you know, even their, their lower end as far as price wise is still probably going to be pretty damn good. That might be something to look at. And you can always, you know, get that until you outgrow that and then save your money and you go buy that thousand dollar scope or whatever at a later time, you know? Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a few Nikons and I thought they were great for the money. They were great scopes. You're talking 400. Yeah. See, scopes. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Athlon and Bushnell. I've never had any problem with Bushnell stuff. I run Bushnell scopes, LPVOs, red dots. I love Bushnell. Um, and you can get a Bushnell for about the same price. Nikon, you get, you know, you probably, I tell you what, there might be a Nikon you might be getting on the aftermarket that probably pretty good price. And, and Snob, you, you have, do you have any models that might, if he can find uh, one, maybe use or something he should look at? Mine's like an M308 or something or a P308. I don't remember whichever one was the, I don't remember. And then I don't know what. But you might be able to find a Nikon, or or, or you, hell, you might even be able to find some of these vortexes or something in the used market on some of these forums or on eBay um, that you might uh, be able to get for a pretty good price. I mean, don't don't be afraid to buy something's used as long as you be able to verify that it's pretty good, or they give you some kind of a warranty, or at least give you maybe a thirty day money back guarantee type thing. If you're right. able to find a used scope that might be a thousand dollar scope that you can get for five hundred. That might be worth trying. So you're, so you're, so what you're saying is that you're a top, like you're, you're a top, what, two or three scopes would be Bushnell. For me, for that, like that four or $500, right. $600 range, I, I right. like personally, this is me personally. I'm going to go through the, the room and they can all give you theirs. I'd probably okay. start writing some of these down. Uh, Bushnell, Athlon. Um, Vortex. People are there talking zero tech. I have not worked with zero tech, um, but I, I'm a big fan of of uh, Swamp Fox. Has some decent stuff out there as well. Um, but Athlon and Bushnell. Bushnell is probably my all time go to because uh, I'm I've been using Bushnell forever and I love Bushnell quality stuff. Your golf products and everything that I've used in my life. I've never had a bad product from Bushnell. 
Um, Chris, I'm, let's kind of go with you for that five. Let's say that that average of five hundred dollars scope. Um, so that Chicago Mike can maybe start writing down some things. I'm gonna go through the room. Um, what do you think for that five hundred? What are some brands that you like? I've got a Vortex Viper. I believe it's a six by twenty on my three hundred eight. It's a pretty decent piece of glass. You're probably. 450 range, $500 range there. Um, okay. Man, I love my Athlon for long range shooting. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I run an Athlon um, on my on my competition rifle. So, I mean, I now this is not the $500 one. That's not, that's not the $500 one, but they have a $500 one that's pretty salty. It's pretty good, yeah. you know. I think the one I got, I paid seven for, I believe. Yeah, I I don't know the exact model on that one. I'd have to look. Yeah, Athlon uh, glass is hard to beat. Athlon glass is pretty good. It is really really good for sure. Uh, Clove, I know that you've got uh, through some of your competition and all that stuff over the lifetime. I know that you've got a couple brands that you're very fond of that aren't going to break the bank either. Um, yeah, SWFA comes to mind. S is in Sam, W is in William, F is in Frank, A is in Arthur. That's WFA. Um, Burris. I don't think anybody's mentioned Burris yet. Burris, yeah. Burris is not bad. Yeah. And then Forget I'll tell Burris. you, the one I've got on my 308, my Savage 308, um, that is, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know about it at first, but, you know, I'm not an optics snob. So, I mean, I run a lot of cheap, cheaper stuff. But this is the higher end of their cheaper stuff, and um, that's Sightmark. Now, oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't. Yeah, I'm not stopping there because Sightmark does make some cheap stuff. They do, um, but yeah, they do have some good stuff actually. I've got one that's the Sightmark Benchmark that at the time retail on it was about 500, mm-hmm. and it's always been absolutely phenomenal. Now. I think they've changed the model name on those. And like I said, they're in the five, they're a site mark that's in the $500 range, right? So we're talking top mm-hmm. end of, of site mark. But, um, and I can't, I think it's the Presidio, maybe. I don't know. I, don't um, know. I can't remember. But, you know, if you, you're looking at site mark and you graduate up to the, the top tier stuff, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, John Snob, either one of you have that $500 kind of company that is pretty always pretty solid, so you can write some names down. Um, Bushnell's been good to me. Uh, I what is what is the company? There was there were some scopes, I don't know if Firefield's still around, but there were some scopes from Firefield that weren't bad. I, mean, I hadn't seen Firefield in a while. I don't know. I, if they were I think they, they may have gone under. Um, Bushnell Burris, Youth Vortex, you know, track. I really do like the tracked optics. Um, yeah, I'm tracked. actually interested. I might, I might look into a tract. Um, it looks and interesting. Firefield is under, um, is under sight mark, and I don't mm-hmm. remember. Oh, okay. That's what probably why their, their parent company, right? Sightmark, Pulsar, Cellmark. Cellmark. Pulsar, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. And then uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that fire. I didn't realize they were part of it. Now, have they always been part of that? No. Remember, I don't remember that. No, don't. I don't okay. think so. Okay. And then the last one would probably be like Swamp Fox, but I've had yeah. some. 
I like their dots. I and Sean Heron swears by their long range stuff. I can their LPVOs just don't work for me. Really? Uh, yeah, so I love the LPVO. I I I don't. I, I haven't used their long range stuff. A lot of people do. They like them. Uh, I I've got a couple of their LPVOs and I like them. Um, the, but everyone's different. You know, I like the eye, red or what do you not no, like? No, my my eye doesn't work with them. We try. I've, I've gotten two of them in the the uh, Arrowhead, and it's well. I'm not going to say like Swamp Fox makes good stuff. My eye doesn't work with it. I keep getting fish eye when I look through it, and it keeps really? looking weird. So I called Swamp Fox. They sent me another one. I'm like, I think it's me. I don't think it's your guys' stuff. And they're like, bring it, bring it when we see you next, and we'll we'll figure it out then. So it's. But Swamp Fox, their stuff has been great. So, have you tried changing your eye? I tried. <laughs> I I also tried to factory reset. You know, smacking the back of the head. That didn't work either. Uh, mandatory carry. Thank you very much. Ten dollars super chat. Appreciate you, brother. He says, "Keep fighting." I'll call the boomer. Here you go. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike Evans' um, um, connection issue. So he's he's going to drop you out. Know, the one guy. Scope I've got. It's their pretty much their bottom of the line, but the Leupold, I think it's a Freedom Series or something like that. It's just a four to twelve, I think. The Leupold, got a, yeah, I've got a hunting rifle. And it's yeah, like they they do have lower end, and it's still probably pretty it's, good. But, it's uh, still a really good scope. It's just you know, I don't have it on me right now. Give me give me a few minutes. Did uh, did anybody else see the comment that Leupold bought or uh, Sig bought Leupold factory equipment? Did anybody else see oh, that? I think they come. I, I think I saw some. They bought all of the equipment. Yeah. I don't know if that means that they're going to start making them now or what. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we got to get out of here. I, I got to go uh, to the store. But uh, Sam of Anarchy says, speaking of competition guns, anyone run a Glock 17 or 34 competition? An IDPA, and I can't speak for USPSA, an IDPA a few years back, uh, the Glock 34 was a very, very popular gun. Um that were used um not so much the 17s the 34 was a very popular gun idpa now chris will be able to kind of talk to you more a little about uspsa but an idpa the 34 at one time was a very popular gun i love the glock 34 put a timney trigger in that thing it's i mean man 34 is a tack driver yeah yeah i think it makes a great uspsa gun yeah uh, we've been going two hours and 15 minutes. Folks, you are not getting your money back, but thanks for the few people that are still out there. Uh, I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, happy Hanukkah to those that are, are celebrating the Hanukkah side. Um, Merry Christmas. Hope everybody has a very safe, especially with the cold weather and some of the weather with the snow and ice and all that coming. Please stay safe and all that. I want to go through the room real quick. Give everybody a few seconds. Um, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Um, tell people where they can find you and what kind of, uh, and Kwanzaa, sure, sure, um, out there doing Kwanzaa. Uh, Chris, tell me how many people they can find you and what projects you have coming on, any, any podcasts or anything coming up lately? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. I, I love doing it. Absolutely. Teasing, I'm right? sorry I got to cut it short, but I, I do need to get to the store before it, the weather gets bad tonight. Oh, no, so I do you're good. Yeah. Uh, you can find me here on YouTube at Chris from the 740 and Instagram and, uh, Tomorrow night at 9 Eastern, I'll be having the uh, Wednesday night live chat. Yeah. Thank you again, Ghost. 
100%. Merry Christmas, brother. We'll hopefully see you next week. Uh, next week, guys, we start basically having the SHOT Show chat. So uh, if you're not interested in listening to SHOT Show chats, then for the next few weeks, you might want to stay away. Um, obviously, we're not going to talk all SHOT Show, but we do start talking the SHOT Show stuff uh, starting next week, So, I, which I can talk SHOT Show year-round. Uh, snob, excuse me. Um, if you were going to do anything, where could they find you and what might you be doing? I don't know. It's supposed to turn really ridiculously cold here. Yeah. So I'm probably not doing anything to be honest. Did you see Thursday? So we live we live a few hours from each other, but we're on the same like latitude, so we get a lot of the same weather. Thursday, our high is 43, and that's at six o'clock in the morning, and it gets down to negative one. Are you how are you having about yeah, the same? Yeah, we're supposed to. Our high is 20 on Thursday at at midnight, and it's right be, exactly. Yeah, by noon it's going to be zero with wind chills of negative 15 to 20. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, fun. I just want to tell everybody Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Or, wait, I'll see you before New Year's, probably, but Merry Christmas. And uh, say hi to Stacey. Hope uh, keep her happy. Yeah, good luck on that. Good luck with that. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I understand. Uh, John, True Shot Gun Club. Uh, I know people trueshotgunclub.com, but tell people uh, what you guys are doing. I know you guys are really busy on the media side right now as well. Yeah, I've got a couple videos dropping. I've got a release uh, for a new product coming here real soon and a couple other, you know, uh, kind of educational things. Like I said, you can find us at trueshotgunclub.com on YouTube at trueshotgunclub. And if you want to follow me, just go to Instagram, look up John Fontaine, and you can follow me there if you're really interested in seeing what my life is up to. You need to put Soulless Ginger Bastard as your handle. Just saying. I tried that once, and then it said it was taken by this guy named Chris. So Chris Dover or something. Yeah, he's a he's a tool. (laughs) Knowing knowing Clover, he probably copyrighted. I'll tell that to you. I guarantee he's already. I guarantee he's got the website too. The domain name. Trade it for some ten millimeter ammo, (laughs) man. No shit. (laughs) Whoa. Thanks for coming on, John. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas to you. Hope you guys uh, travel to Cleveland. Don't get stuck in the crazy ass snow up there. Um, good luck with that. I know. Uh, Clove, uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. If you guys haven't checked it out, he dropped the greatest AR 15 revit. Oh, I'm sorry. The worst AR 15 <laughs> video ever. Uh, tell people where they can find you and what kind of products you have coming up. Uh, obviously, clovertech.com. I said go check that out. Uh, the worst one ever just having a little fun here toward the end of the year and um yeah i say happy merry whatever it's kind of what i've been saying it's like i don't care what you celebrate just um you know kick back spend some time with friends and family and yep you know enjoy the holiday season no matter how you how you enjoy it right absolutely yep uh you have saturday night you've got a little christmas special coming up is that right yeah, we'll do also, the maybe, maybe you, we'll you typically, I should say. Yeah, we usually do the um, you know Halloween. We do the pumpkin pop and Edgar Allan Poe, and usually Christmas Eve or around there sometime uh, we do uh, the Jingle Bell Pop and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So um, yeah, and sometimes yeah. Saturday night as well. I don't know when it'll probably be released. Um, We'll have the Marine Corps, the Marine version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. It's kind of a funny one. Uh, it's a good one, but we'll do on that. So, yeah, check out Christmas 740, the Gun Snob, Clover Tack. Check out TrueShotGunClub.com. Once again, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever. 
happy Festivus, Merry Christmas, anything and everything that you guys are celebrating. More importantly, enjoy your family and friends. Uh, be safe. Remember, there are our, our, a lot of our troops are downrange. It couldn't be home for the holidays. Please keep them in your minds as well. And uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Thank you so much. Simplify.